What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to a special pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. We are on the WWE 2024 Royal Rumble post show here. We are actually on it, as you can see us. We haven't been doing this for the longest time, but this is a special edition, so we wanted to make this extra special for you. If you don't know who we are, you should see on your screen. Ah, look at that, who we are. But if you're listening to the audio-only version, of course, I am Tony Mango. I've got with me... Callum Wiggins. Hello there. And Robert Felice. Hi, everybody. And I also am smashing into my microphone, so that's good. <laughs> Start off like that. I'm not used to moving my hands around that much. I'm Italian, though, so you're going to see this. Um, so we're going to get people funneling in the chat here. I see we got Frankie. We got Triple L. Triple L. What does it stand for? Lunder Lurse Lumsley. Uh, Daniel Huff. Brandon. What's up, everybody? I'm sure more following through here. Everybody chime in with your thoughts as much as you can. We're going to be reading that as much as I can throughout this. I might rely on these two to help me out because I'm also doing statistics work. We've got, uh, you know, if, if anybody's listening out after the fact and all, then you guys can, of course, leave your comments below on YouTube. While you're doing that, make sure that you click on all the good buttons that you see on there. I'm not going to switch the screen at this point to the ones that you normally see with the smart cast uh, or whatever the I'm calling it. Uh, marketplace. <laughs> marketplace. Yeah, smart cast. Yeah, I'm messing up my own podcast. Um, you know, but you know, the score hit the like button, double check your subscribed, make sure that you ring that notification bell for future things like this, that we might do even more than just the pay-per-view points. Maybe we do them for superstar scores and stuff. I don't know. Tell us if you like this, of course, that way we will be more motivated to do that in the future. What should we improve on? You like the layout, any of that kind of stuff. If you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, you got super chats going on right now. I will definitely make sure to read off all of those. You got the little thanks button. You can double check that you are on the Patreon tier or, or the YouTube channel membership. If you want to be on that for the dark cast or the pick your poison or even just a buck a month, any of that's great. Redbubble and T public. If you want to pick up merchandise and be like Peter, who is representing smart cat moment at the hey. uh, Royal Rumble right now, will sign me up kind of edition there with the smart cat moment t-shirt based off the raw design from the past. See, we got Christopher Marin in the chat now with his little icon that you have next to you. If you are on the YouTube channel membership, so you can see there, he's got the little red uh, um, wrestling ring and all. Adam's in the chat too. This marks five years since I found Smart Cat Moment. Awesome to see you here for five wow. years. That's great, dude. Uh, so, whew, God, we have so much to talk about here, and I don't even know where to get started necessarily because I'm going to be darting around all over the place. I don't know if this is too much of a glare. Maybe I'll have to take that off. Um, maybe it's not, I, don't know. I should be able to actually read better than anything else. Uh, I'm going to try to be checking the chat and doing everything, uh, while I'm also, you know, coordinating this. And while we're also talking about everything that's going on and I'm also doing the stats and the predictions contest, I will say, I don't think I'm going to have all the information about the, uh, predictions contest at the end of this. Although I should have at least the vast majority. We'll see about that. Um, but Certain people getting a lot of points, it seems. Certain people getting no points. Somebody put reg, reg, reg for a bunch of things down. Reg did not show up. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, and let's get this party started. So generally speaking, you guys happy? You guys sad? You got boo-boo face? That went about as well as I thought it was going to go. I'm going to be honest. I think the overall show peaked with the opening match. I, I can see that. Um, I think it peaked in the final like ten minutes of the opening match, and then and then the rest of it was pretty much a show. 
uh, yeah, no, it was it was a totally fine show. Good f- three out of five. <laughs> uh, four out of ten for a Bret Hart kind of score. We're we going higher than that. Quite uh, well, than that, but, I, uh, but not, not significantly more. I'll say, like, I obviously I've been doing a lot of the statistics work throughout this, so the two matches in the middle, I've been kind of like in and out for, but I had fun on all the four matches. I thought that this was overall a really good show. It's not like it's going to go down in history as like my two favorite Royal Rumble matches ever, but I do think that I enjoyed both of these quite a bit, and the two other matches they were good too. So I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling. You know, it's the opposite of what we feel sometimes when we go to like, you know, the crown jewel sucks or, uh, you know, Royal Rumble was awful or whatever. And we have on this. I'm feeling happy about this because it also confirms some of the other things I had going on. And I got some people dead on on my number one to 30. So that always makes I me did feel as good well. about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, at different points throughout this, I'm going to kind of um, chime in about that. Uh, I guess let's kind of get started with just the first match because, I mean, nothing happened on the kickoff. You guys can think of, right? Really worth talking about. It existed. I mean, yeah. Peter Rosenberg was there. He did ask questions. <laughs> was that on the kickoff that uh, Peter Rosenberg was asked by somebody that were like, oh, did you get a haircut, Sam? They were doing that thing. Yeah, that was uh, Grayson Waller. Austin <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was a fan of, um, you know, the interactions that people had today about, like, being super pumped about the Royal Rumble and all. And um, lots of Papa Shango references, too, throughout this evening. But he didn't show up, actually. He didn't. Uh, he defied the. <laughs> he defied the odds. Uh, I saw Johnny Fairplay was in the crowd. For anybody who follows uh, Survivor and all that. And TNA, former TNA legend. TNA and yeah. <laughs> um, the like the overall setup of the you know the kickoff was basically the same. You know, people just talking about matches and everything. Um, and one of the few things at the very end there was Triple H showing up to be like, "This is the Royal Rumble. It's one of the biggest events of the year." Super excited about this, you know, kind of hyping everything up for uh, the show and everything, trying to distract maybe from some of the other things going on. And Pat McAfee started off the show, joining the kickoff, uh, or just after the kickoff, joining the commentary team. So we had him throughout the night. It was somebody that uh, Caroline wasn't too familiar with. She wasn't a big fan of his voice throughout it. How did you guys feel about being, uh, you know, Pat McAfee popping up throughout the evening? Um, I don't really care i did he's good but cole hypes him up so much and it's almost <laughs> cute to see their interactions but at the same time it's like damn you've worked with better people and that's know? like his like favorite person like he's yeah. ever worked it with or something <laughs> i mean you guys know how much of a fan i am of wwe commentary that's yeah, um, your favorite part about it right i i have to say <laughs> that on this night in particular it was especially atrocious <laughs> it Cole was unbearable to listen to the entire night because every other word was someone's making history tonight or someone's coming out and doing something historic and record breaking tonight. It's just uh I'm sorry was... to tell you that uh that's just every week. Well yeah, well, that's why I think that that's why I think that he sucks and you guys think that he's good. So I don't know. That's why I'll never vote for him as like best in any of this stuff because he's always been bad. And tonight he was especially bad. Uh, I'm still loving him. Uh, I still think that he, those kind of elements to that. I'm just, I guess maybe I blur them out in my, uh, my ears. I don't think you can blur stuff out with your ears, tune them out. There you go. That's the phrase. 
maybe I do both. I don't know. Maybe I'm multi-talented. But the <laughs> idea of like the tropes and stuff, I pay more attention to the ones that I have on like the drinking game and the World Rumble statistics page. And also throughout the night, there was a couple moments where I was like, oh, he's doing the oh my, you got to be kidding me. You know, like <laughs> the typical uh, Michael Coleisms. Um, but that whole, you know, shebang pre-show kind of stuff led into the women's Royal Rumble match. Now, as per usual, we're not going to be breaking down, you know, number one was Natalia and like that kind of thing. But um, yeah, we're going to kind number of one was Natalia. Though. Yeah, that's why I used her as an example. <laughs> uh, I completely got her wrong, but I was dead on for number two. One of the biggest uh, surprises of the night. Not the biggest, I would say, but one of them. Naomi, or as Peyton used to say, Naoma. And she started things off, you know, having you know a regular match kind of situation with Natty, who was like basically paying, uh, playing the heel part for this because she kind of has to. Naomi's the, you know, person coming in here. But uh, there was a moment in here, I don't remember exactly when, if it was even by the time number three came out or not, but Natty was just kind of like, yeah. And I was just like, oh God, Natty's her... Like her first well, that's you know, thing. She does the shoulder block, knocks her phone down, and just goes, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> She's her own biggest uh, cheerleader, but you know, sometimes people need that. Uh, Naomi popping up, though, uh, I kind of saw it coming. As I said, I had her down, but um, I guess uh, react to that. Was that a shock? It was about what I expected. I picked her at number one. I was upset about that. <laughs> But, you know, I really, I really liked her performance. She lasted over an hour, which is something that I wouldn't have expected Naomi to do three years ago. She did really well tonight. She set a record, uh, I think, until the record was broken right after that. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw it coming as well because I had Naomi listed as number two on my, uh, nice. on my predictions as well. So, yeah, I thought that it was, I thought, okay, you just put out some name that's, reasonably established and then you have the naomi entrance to get the added pop of okay you've got this established name in there and now we're getting naomi robin her being straight out of number one but um so, so yeah i saw this one coming and yeah it's good to have the entrance and an exchange of natty was i guess a familiar way of bringing her back into it she lasted a long long time as we said one of my biggest surprises was how long she was there because i was thinking that She'd pop up number one, number two, around that range, and then she'd be gone by around like number twenty, maybe. But they flipped the script on a couple things here and there. And I had had for my number three. Uh, let me see if I if I did put her down at the end there. Um, I'm pretty sure that I had had. I know I didn't have Bailey down, but I think that I had swapped Bailey and Bianca as like the wrong numbers and like uh, in the same spots. So I had had um, I had had Naomi in there. No, I had Bianca at number one and Naomi at number two. That's what it was. And I switched a couple things around. But number three, Bailey. And you know, if anybody could beat Naomi's record for this Royal Rumble, it's the one that comes right after her and lasts, you know, several more people past that point. But Bailey comes in, and you can understand why she was upset about her number when she picked which i was like oh good they're doing the little tumblr thing again i got all excited for that on smackdown uh bailey becoming you know number three and pulling a rick flair here not to spoil too much of what's going on but um 
followed by you know a handful of other people going on here one of them being number five jordan grace from dna yes. <laughs> that yes. ruled so yes, there was a report that had broken from uh, PW Inside uh, earlier in the day saying that uh, Jordan Grace was expected to be in the Royal Rumble match. Um, and Julie delivered. She decided to try and um, subvert expectations by putting out a uh, tweet from her house, which was obviously recorded quite a while before the show took place, but <laughs> uh, tried to like text back, oh, I'm just at home right now with my, with my dogs and everything's fine. And then she's she's here and... Yeah, it seems that this is going to be a somewhat regular occurrence of having somebody from TNA appearing in the uh, in the Royal Rumble. Pretty cool. I mean, it's I, not like a direct indication that they have like a full on working relationship, but twice for the Royal Rumble means that they're willing to do something together here and there and. My brain immediately goes to stop doing anybody. Uh, WWE going to buy TNA? We're going to get that urge to merge. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think it's, so. <laughs> it's pretty cool to see. And Jordan Grace looked right at home. By the way, mm-hmm. she looked great. She did some great stuff and had a great moment with Bianca that led to her elimination. Yeah, I thought that she had a really good performance here, and. Uh, kind of makes me just want like i wish that she would just be in wwe now and work with some of these other people i don't know who is really stuck around in tna for her to continue to have matches with that's going to be worthwhile but she i think she's like another two years or something is that what it was well the, well, the thing with tna is that people will constantly just be coming through the door going in and out of the company so i think that she that she's been well um noted in saying that uh, tna is her home and I think it will be for the foreseeable future. I think even beyond this current contract. I think that, yeah, she just wants to be, I don't want to say like she wants to be the top star of TNA, but she wants TNA to succeed and to be part of that process. So, and if that means like doing uh, these sort of agreement works with WWE or AEW or any other places moving forward, I'm pretty sure she will be more than happy to oblige and because building up her, name value will lead to the company getting more attention i mean she came out with the belt and mm-hmm. talking about how she's a knockout champion and all that jazz so um so yeah i think that she's there as an ambassador for tna and i don't think that she is at least for the short term having any kind of eyes on a more sustained stay in wwe could be at least one of those things that if she's planning on wrestling for you know more than the next few years maybe she'll end up being like all right, I got in the door here. They they know me a little bit. I met some people. If I don't want to re-sign in the next two years or whatever the contract's up, then maybe maybe she's got the ability now that she can kind of, you know, like the wheels are already greased for her to potentially come in. I think she fit really well. So I'd like to see her uh, pop up. By on the way, like, if raw. I look like I'm looking off to the side, it's because on the second monitor, I had the press conference going and Cody's talking and... I believe Nick Houseman just asked him about Vince. So more on that mm. as it comes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to eventually, of course, have to, you know, we're doing this during the press conference. So uh, we're not able to, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm darting around doing all the statistics stuff at the same time, but whatever happens on the press conference is going to be interesting to talk about on the hot tags and stuff too. Um, try to double check what's going on in the chat here from anything that anybody's been saying for the most part. Uh, let's see. 
I don't pay attention to profile pictures. What was that about? Um, time to update the longest woman's time with Bailey's performance. Yep, I'm going to have to update that too, that page. I uh, hated how dead the crowd was for the women at certain moments throughout the rest of the matches too. Yeah. Listening to Bailey at the conf- press conference, can we agree she has turned babyface? She can't stay a heel after winning the Royal Rumble. I think they're going to do a little slower transition to that, but. Love Naomi. Happy she lasted for so long. Cody is roasting SRS at the press conference now. What's happening? Hmm. Who's that? Cody's roasting Sean Ross Sapp? No. Well, he might have been. I was actually. He might have been while I was talking. I might have. Maybe. Happened. Don't let us know what he was saying, Daniel. Uh, I have to assume no rock. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Jordan did great. She was one of the highlights of the match for me. I would consider her one of the biggest highlights of this pay per view for sure. Probably stems from Bruce Richards' relationship with the executives over at TNA. Could be, yeah. Could just be Triple H reaching out and, you know, being more willing to do this stuff. Um, let Cody finish the story. Small part of me thought that Moose would be in the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about that, too. She's so good, she looks like a star. He said SRS kept sending him gifts about uh, finishing the story. Oh, like, uh, like kind of playfully roasting him. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that kind of thing. Um. So we got uh, Jordan Grace. We got, you know, Indy Hartwell. In the meantime, I ah, might as well just fucking read them. <laughs> uh, it was Candace, then Jordan Grace, Indy Hartwell, Asuka, Ivy Nile, Katana Chance, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, Tegan Knox, Caden Carter. You know, so a lot of things happening around this portion that there wasn't anything that ha- like stands out to me. So anything you guys can think of before like midway through this Royal Rumble or anything? Um, well, I guess the notable thing from the first kind of third of the rumble was how quickly the other members of damage control were eliminated. That was kind of shocking. Yeah. Like Bailey eliminated Indy before, let's see, uh, Ivy had came out and they teamed up to get Candace out of here, but not that long afterward. It's like, what, two more eliminations before they end up doing this, uh, yeah, so this was one of the confusing things. I don't know if maybe we're going to get some clarification behind this. It was after Caden Carter. Kyrie Sane does this incredible spot where she is hanging off the apron and she's kind of like just barely holding onto the apron. You can actually see me now that I'm doing this instead of uh, just doing this myself in a still image on the screen. She's hanging on there and she did a damn good job holding it on for as long as she did. But then she eventually fell, and I don't know how they're classifying that elimination. It seemed like it was Katana Chance and Caden Carter to me. Wikipedia is clarifying that as Asuka eliminated Kyrie, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Like she didn't like kick her or anything, did she? Did I like not? I, th- I think that? Uh, I think they're going by the mindset that Asuka was the last person to touch Kyrie before she hit the ground. Maybe that's going to be how they Oscar do tried it. to grab because Oscar tried to grab her arm to pull her back up, but then she was dealt with by um, she was getting distracted by someone else, and then Kyrie hit the ground. So realistically, even though Kyrie is put into that situation by someone else, Oscar is technically the last person to touch her before she was eliminated. So I guess technically counts as her elimination. Maybe that's going to be how they do that because that changes not only just statistics as far as like did Oscar get two eliminations or did she get one. Did Caden and Casey, or Casey and Casey, who's forever, did they get two eliminations or did they just get one? 
I don't know because either way, Kyrie Sane gets eliminated. She falls off the ring apron there. Then Asuka gets taken out right afterwards. So by the time number 14 is out, damage control is down to just Bailey. And I was assuming damage control was going to be spread out throughout the match more. And it was going to be maybe at least by like number 25 would be out that we would start getting damage control to come up short. And maybe we'd get like one person would eliminate both of them. Like, uh, like Bianca was really like, that was the one that I was expecting more than anything. She'd eliminate Kyrie and Oscar. And then maybe Bailey would take out Bianca or something. So like you said, Callum, like it's, it's interesting. Like we're not even midway through the Royal rumble yet, technically. And two thirds of damage control is gone. It felt, yeah, I thought it played into the story well because they don't give a shit if Bailey wins the Royal Rumble. Oh, that we're out. Okay. You're on your own. Sucks to suck. Like, <laughs> that's the way I took it. But it definitely felt like Kyrie was meant to last a little longer. But we got great memes of uh, Kyrie saying already, I saw a lot of Kobe Spider Man on the train or on the bus. The other those. Fantastic. And the match kept rolling on. It was solid, too. Like, it was a really good Royal Rumble. This is, I'll say this this is my favorite women's Royal Rumble yet. Really? I don't know where I'd place it necessarily, but I'd guess I'd probably have to go back and check that just to see. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed this, and we'll talk about it, you know. Uh, more of an overall perspective in a little bit. Um, midway through, though, we got uh, so Chelsea Green comes out after that. Jordan Grace gets taken out by Bianca Belair. Setting something up maybe for the future. I don't know. Uh, even if they didn't, I think it makes sense to have Bianca get a good elimination like that. And that makes Jordan Grace look good. It's Bianca. It's not like she's gotten taken out by, I don't know, uh, who would have been like the eyelid on or somebody. <laughs> Who wasn't even in this pay-per-view, actually. You know, she popped up for a split second for an entrance, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jordan, Jordan Grace, you know, that's until the midway through. It's a good enough showing. I think it's fine. I'm surprised she didn't get any eliminations, though. That would have been kind of cool to get, you know, have her toss out in D or something, maybe. Any other last thoughts on Jordan? Um, I hope she's back there real soon. <laughs> I think that's a star. Uh, see you on Thursdays. Uh, number 15 was Piper Niven. 16 was Zia Lee. 17 was Lena Vega. Already, of course, going on my list of one of the best uh, ring gears of the year for the stuff she added entrance. I have no idea who that character is supposed to be. Of course, because I don't play video games and I watch anime, and that's usually what she mostly does. You have any clue? I did not have a clue, but uh, it looked cool. She was uh, Razor Blades McGee, we're going to call her, I guess. I don't know. I'll look it up. We'll figure it out at some point. Or maybe somebody in the chat knows. And it's like, oh, this that's um this character from this game or something along those lines. Uh Brandon saying the first Roy Rumble for the women was still his favorite. Uh let's see what else we got going on here. We got uh after Zelina Vega. So it's Alyssa from Tekken. I played one Tekken game in my entire life at uh just in the arcade, and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't Street Fighter. <laughs> that was always more of a street I mean, fighter or a Mortal Kombat guy. It's fanatic then, because the new the new Tekken game is coming out in a couple of weeks, I believe. So, hmm. 
And she was, that was the thing that she was one of the characters before, right? Like she did like the motion capture or something, or was that something else? That was the Mortal Kombat, I believe. She did the commentary for it. Yeah. She did something for Mortal Kombat before, yeah. Good for her for continually to doing these things. If she's a part of this, I don't know if she is or not. Um, after uh, Maxine Dupree, Ken Carter gets eliminated by Piper Niven. Piper Niven had like a, a thing going on here for a little bit where you know they were kind of spotlighting her here and there, which I think is pretty good. But number 19 is Nia Jax. And credit to you guys, because I was not believing in this. Nia completely stole the show it. for a good portion of this. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's... It seems too obvious to me and fucking idiot. I should have gone with the most obvious thing. Well, no, it's that like, you're not paying attention as heavily to the weekly shows anymore. And you're not seeing that Naya is built to be unstoppable. And they paid that off in a big way later in this match. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you it's like the, obviously Nia Jax was eliminating pretty much everybody that was out there. And she did end up with the, the most overall eliminations uh, from this match. But I would say that, honestly, the star of the middle portion of the Rumble was Chelsea Gray. Uh, at least was, uh, her being, like, sandwiched. <laughs> yeah, she was hilarious through the entire <laughs> the entire did, middle portion. Like, she did like, comedy really well, Chelsea Gray. Like, like, just when it was just, like, generic wrestler after generic wrestler with generic entrance and nobody had any idea who was coming out at any point in time because no one knows whose people's uh, entrance music are. Um, but, uh, like, she was managing to hold my attention because she was doing... Yeah, because she was entertaining in the in the, in the the match. And then Nigel comes out and just starts wailing on everybody in her indistinguishable Zero style. <laughs> She started to just be, you know, completely dominant here. She very quickly got some eliminations too. Like they, I don't know if it was maybe like a game plan for this Royal Rumble or not, but they had these eliminations kind of go through in like packs for some of these people. So like Naya comes in, she eliminates Xylee and Ivy Nile pretty fast. Um, oh, there was also a thing I wanted to mention about Ivy Nile. I'm getting it now who it was. Uh, I don't think I have it written down in one of my many, many, many tabs of notes here. But uh, let's see what we have. We had Naomi, Jordan Grace. Naomi and Jordan Grace, of course, hugging it out. Kyrie, whatever. Um, it was... Yeah, I don't have it on my notes. There for, was... Uh, there was I think it was somebody... For Maxine uh, was touted as the heavily improved yeah. <laughs> Maxine. And then she's not doing so hot. And I felt so bad. Because it's like, ah, you put that pressure on her. Still did better than Valhalla, apparently. Still improved. Gotta, yeah. Well, with the, talk her about children. her in a, yeah, a couple, uh, couple entrances. But there was somebody with Ivy Nile that, like, she was working with her and she did something. And it just, like, Oh, no, Ivy Nile went, went for uh, Tilt-A-Whirl on Naomi and dropped her. She couldn't, she on couldn't Naomi, that's what it was. Yeah, that was that. And then there was another thing that she did that was kind of like sloppy. I don't remember uh, if it was when she was like doing like the back and forth with Jordan Grace or something. But um, Naomi wasn't doing much throughout this match. <laughs> Caroline was pointing it out. She's like, oh, my gosh, she's just in the corner hanging out. And yeah, that's just pacing there was herself. a lot of that as well, because you'll see in the men's rumble, like Jey Uso was in for like 50 minutes. And there was a lot of just, OK, he's just there. Yeah, I didn't quite notice that as much with Jay, but uh 
I don't doubt that that was the case for the people that have been there for like the longest. But Naya eliminates Zaya. She eliminates uh, Ivy. Shotzi comes out. She's on the tank. It's really not all that special anymore, but yeah, it's better than nothing. Maxine gets taken out by Bailey. Piper Niven gets taken out by Naya. Katana Chance gets taken out by Naya. Number 21's Becky, one of the biggest people that's in this match. And she quickly eliminates Chelsea Green. That was, you know, after the whole sandwiching spots that they had been doing. So Chelsea takes a beating and then gets taken out by Becky. And then Alba Fire comes out. And one of the many times, I don't know how many times throughout the night this happened where I went, who's coming out? Because these entrance themes are just not like recognizable anymore. And the Royal Rumble is one of the best times of the year where we really get to see whether we recognize who's coming out or not. Alba Fire, I could not tell you who was coming out until they actually showed her on screen. Yeah. She comes out with Isla Dawn and it's like, Isla Dawn not competing tonight. And I'm like, all right, I at least got one thing wrong. <laughs> Another thing wrong here. Well, they had announced earlier in the day, uh, for some reason, Aldis banned her from competing since uh, Alba picked the number. I don't, I don't understand. They just didn't let her pick a number two. It was just like, no, no, you can't be in here. That's a weird justification for that. <laughs> Instead of just like, being like, oh, we only have 30 spots. Had to be in match. <laughs> like, but like, uh, you know, when you look at some of the people and you're like, for the most part, you could have swapped out another one or two of these people. Like, I don't think that anybody would have been like, ah, oh, man, yeah, Tegan Knox is in here instead of uh, Alva Fire or Isla Dawn or somebody. Like, they're on the same level. So, you know, uh, see what the chat's saying about this stuff. Chelsea was this year's, uh, or Chelsea as this year's Miss Money in the Bank. Please, I don't think Chelsea's winning that Money in the Bank. I think match. she could. Really? Good. No, it should be a lot of fun. I, my, my issue with Chelsea, the, the, the fact of the matter is, you can't have Chelsea be too successful because then the, then the gimmick's ruined. Because, like, that's the point of it. She's a comedy character, so she can't win everything because that defeats the object of being a comedy character. Tag titles is totally fine if you're with someone like Piper Niven and she, Piper's doing the majority of the work in the actual, like, ring side of things. Um, Chelsea can't win Money in the Bank, she can't win a world title because she's a joke. And that's, the, and that's, and that's totally fine. It's totally fine to be a joke character. And that being a comic relief character, that's if that's your lot in life, that's your lot in life. And she's very, very successful at it. Don't over push her because then you ruin the comic relief character as well. Yeah. And that's where like most of her success is coming from. Like, I don't think that she's the type that necessarily is going to transition from being comedy character into, okay, we could take her seriously now. And we're going to have like the, uh, the run where she starts, you know, heading towards WrestleMania to, you know, finish her story or whatever, where they want to use for some phrasing like that. Uh, maybe they will. I don't know. I mean, people have surprised me in the past. Um, some of some of this other stuff in the chat here, we got, uh, we need to talk about Dupree. She was awful. Sweet girl, terrible wrestler. <laughs> she's, she's improved. We'll say. That. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I gotta say that. I mean, she, I mean, she was bad, but it's hard to pick her out from probably about, a dozen like bad women's wrestlers in this match as well. So, so I think there are, there are a lot of sloppy performances. Let's put it that way in this match. Chelsea had me cracking up. She was awesome. Becky kind of did nothing in this match. Triple H just called the term forbidden door silly and stupid. He sure fucking did. Let me tell you. Something. 
Yeah, I'm not going to talk about what door you people go through. That's silly and stupid. <laughs> but I'm glad Jordan Grace could be here. Uh, he put Jordan Grace over too, which is well deserved because Jordan Grace is phenomenal. And uh, he put over somebody else. So we'll talk about it a little later as she comes into the match. So where we left off, we left off at uh, let's see, Shotzi, Becky, Alba, Alba Fire, Alba Fire, uh, Shayna Baszler coming out at number twenty-three, number twenty-four is Valhalla. And at first, I already was laughing at one of the things that was happening in this match, but it's because Michael Cole for some reason was super like, "Oh my god, I hope she has the antlers." <laughs> okay, <laughs> that has to be an inside joke, right? It, there's got to be something to that because he was more pumped up for her having the antlers than almost anything else like, throughout the night. Oh my god, it's been like three weeks. She had the antlers. She has the antlers. Yeah. And already that was like, okay, this is an interesting thing for me to write down. And before she even gets to the ring, R Truth's music starts playing. And R-Truth just runs down to the ring. He just runs past her or whatever. And he comes out and he gets eliminated by Nijax because, you know, it's not an elimination, elimination, but he gets quote unquote eliminated. And Valhalla's all screaming. She gets into the ring and immediately gets eliminated by Nijax. So the record for the shortest time is not only now for this match, Valhalla, but she is also tied now with Chelsea Green from last year's Royal Rumble, I think, where Five seconds is the record for right now for the women. That is the lowest amount of time that any woman has ever spent in the Royal Rumble. I didn't have Valhalla on my number one to 30 because I was like, they're just not going to waste it. If they have somebody like an AJ Lee, no AJ Lee in this match, by the way, I was disappointed with that. Um, I just didn't think she was going to be given a spot. Like that spot would have gone to Isla Dawn in my mind. And I much <laughs> would prefer this than just Isla Dawn's there and everybody knows she's not going to win. I thought this was great. It's one of my highlights of the whole night. <laughs> eh, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, ha-ha poop funny, that kind of thing. It's just like, I, I, I just thought, I've, t- I've seen this. I've, I've, I mean, I've seen Old Truth get into the Women's Rumble or some sort of, or forget which match he's in like a million times before. Yeah, it's fine, but it's like, I'm not gonna actually laugh at it anymore. It got a pop out of me. I have that down for one of my favorite moments. Any uh, what's that? Rob? The the best part of it was the digital exclusive where he's going. Really, there were all women in there. He's welcome backstage with Pierce, and he goes, "Oh man, I'm really sorry about that." And by the way, Nick, what happened to your hair? <laughs> Yeah, he did the thing on uh, SmackDown where he's like, "Yeah, your hair's growing in really nice." <laughs> and he goes, and, uh, "Mr. Mr. Pierce." He goes, uh, "That was Nick." And our truth looks at him and goes, "Mysterio." And <laughs> just like, okay, our <laughs> truth is so much fun. And he had another moment later that was insane. Another moment later in this match? No, no, later in the show. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about later in this match. Um. Yeah, not the last we saw of our truth for this. Double check up at this chat right now. Uh, what was the antlers saying? Coleman nuts for those. I don't get it. Our truth was so good. No legends, at least I remember showing up in this, which was interesting. Yeah, the tag team thing was good. Yeah, no, um, no legends, so to yeah, speak. No, no like is good actually that mm-hmm. they're using their talent. I'd prefer that. Yeah, I would rather them give a spot to you know like a I don't know, say somebody that's in the set match like um Meechin. 
than to just go, hey, you know, let's throw Tori in here again or or something. Because whoever stands out as not being in the Royal Rumble match, it kind of shows you that they don't really matter. And unless you're injured, then of course, like, you know, Sonya Deville wasn't in this match. Sonya's been injured for many, many months. And there was a rumor that she could be returning for this, but she didn't. And I think that that's perfectly fine for her to not be in this match and then to pop up like, Maybe she might pop up in you know the next episode of SmackDown or something for all we know. But if you're on the roster, you're wrestling on a regular basis, and you're not included in the one to thirty, kind of shows you where you are on the pecking order, you know. So uh, after Valhalla was Meechin, there you go. That's a perfect example for me to talk about. Uh, Zoe Stark after her. Uh, in the meantime, Al Fire gets eliminated by Naomi. Selena Vega gets taken out by Zoe Stark and possibly Shayna Baszler. I'm not sure if they're clarifying that as being both of them or it's like Zoe gets credit because she has the kick. I think it's probably just Zoe, right? Uh, Wikipedia is saying it's both Shayna and Zoe. So. A lot of these things too, like you guys will notice over the past few days or, or the next few days, I should say. The statistics page on smartcamama.com might end up being adjusted here and there because you know it's going to take a while for everybody to have like the full entrant times and you know if there's some sometimes WWE puts out a thing that says like the full breakdown of the Royal Rumble and if anybody gets you know something that they notice something's off on the page or something like that by all means let me know but um, I'm going to be working on this for the next few days so. Either both of them, or it's Zoe, or it's Shayna, whatever it is. Number 27 comes out, it's Roxanne Perez. I didn't think she'd be in the match, but I believe at least I, Rob did. Fit. Yeah. Did you have that uh, down I had somewhere on her, Kellen? I had her in like a, a number five. I had her five. really early. Did you have her, Kellen? I, no, I didn't list her on my one. I also thought that, you know, Jordan Grace would be number two, because I had gotten the Iggy that she was going to be there, and I thought, that'd be a really fun way to start the show. And that's why they did the Naomi thing. <laughs> so you had you had it in mind of Bappy and like maybe they're gonna start off with one of those. No Sasha Banks again for this too, by the way, if we're talking about people that weren't there. For anybody that was like really expecting yeah, Sasha. They might, as, they might as well just put the all elite graphic up now. So it kind of seems like it, yeah. yeah. Like the likelihood that she is gonna end up going to WWE and didn't show up here. She's going to be honest, to, to be honest, that was my highlight of the Royal Rumble. Not seeing her yeah because <laughs> you just yeah. want her in aew yeah exactly so <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of like still 50 50 about it like aew needs her but outside of a few matches i really don't necessarily care about either roster for her to go up against anybody like i'm not going to be like ah we're missing out on sasha against um i don't know um uh, just like uh, like I, the Britt Baker match, like I'm not super duper excited about it, but yeah, it's better than nothing. But maybe they're still debating about stuff. Maybe she isn't going to pop up there. Maybe they just couldn't come to a deal for this. Or maybe she's like, hey, let me stand back a little bit after this Vince stuff and let this cool down before I make a decision. Because you never know. I'm just kind of like, Ooh. but uh, Roxanne, a little bit of a surprise. She's in her second Royal Rumble. I think she was in there last year. So that's another good sign that like they really want to make her a big thing going forward. I'm kind of curious if maybe that spot could have been something for Cora again, but 
Nijax goes on a tear again after that. She eliminates Shayna. She takes out Meechin. She takes out Shotzi. And they do one of those stereotypical spots that they tend to do, which is who is going to stop blank and number whatever is the person that's going to stop that person. And it's number 28, Jade Cargill. Now, if you just listen to a smart out moment, <laughs> I told you on Wednesday, what, what number is she coming, boys? I said, I got Jade at 28. Did you end up putting her down at 28 or did yeah, you right end up changing That was the one that I felt like, oh, that's a good number. It's not 30, but it's enough of towards the end. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, did she. Uh, Callum, how are you feeling about Jade Cargo after this, this showing? Because they didn't bury her. They did the no, exact opposite of burying her. Um, I, had a, I eventually decided that I was going to put her down number 30. Yeah. Predictions. I missed out on that one. Um. But yeah, they did a uh, they did a good job of showcasing her here. I still think um, I mean they immediately had her eliminate Nia Jax, which is the the big thing. Yeah, you have this monster that's in the ring destroying everybody, and so you have Jade Cargill single handedly eliminate her. Um, I still think she looked. Um, she, I think she, like it's, I, there's something about the case of like she did lift up Nia Jax, which is impressive. I think she looked like shit dropping her. Hmm. Um, because that slam looked awful, and then the scoop slam over the top. She barely got Nia up. She had, Nia had to hold onto the ropes to get the extra leverage to throw herself over onto it. Again, I can't lift up Nia Jax, <laughs> but then again, I'm not. I'm, but I'm not Jay Cargill, and I'm not presented as like this super, like powerlifter type. So, but yeah, I think that I, I tried to pay close attention to her throughout the remainder of her time in this match. Obviously, it's a great start, and the crowd was super into her. This was kind of when the Royal Rumble kind of picked up as soon as Jade eliminated Nia Jax. But I thought that she was she looked sloppy throughout the majority of the stuff that she did in this match. That's uh, like I, I well realistically the proof will come in when she's actually having singles matches. The Royal Rumble allows you to have that element of sloppiness without needing to be as coherent. So we'll see what the couple of months in the performance center has done for her um, her crispness in the ring. But but this was a very good first impression for the uh, audience. I thought she did a pretty great job. And, uh, you know, she did more than just eliminating Nia Jax. So we're going to keep talking about her. But uh, I thought that that was a good spot for her to pop up to since it was kind of like they could have given her, you know, the number 30 and made her the big deal with that. But they could have also gone any number of different directions. And having the Nia Jax elimination, the only thing I think it really kind of went away with for me that I was kind of surprised about was I was dead set on the idea that Becky was eliminating Nia. Now I'm leaning more towards, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, if we did it on the predictions or on the hot tags, or if we just talked off the air, or maybe even, maybe I was just talking about it on my, in my own brain. But uh, the idea being like, Hey, if we need to declare a winner for who's going to challenge Rhea, maybe we have a singles match or something. And it's like Becky and Nia. I think I probably talked that on the, on the podcast, but um, I liked, uh, Jade having this spot here, I thought that that was a good means to get her to do something that's like memorable and and really good on that front. Uh, see what the chat had said going on here about some yeah, of these things uh, going by on. By the way, just real quick, Hunter was asked. Hunter basically said, "Look, I'm not going to focus on the negative. 
he was asked, okay, what are you going to do to um, prevent stuff like this in the future? He simply said, everything possible. Uh, he, he was asked questions. He did deflect them in the way that you would assume he would have. But not a great look for the company when Cody was asked and gave a bit more of a lengthy answer. I mean, what did, did he Cody did what say? Him to do. What he did, didn't what pull did his, out say? his uh, outstanding that he does on all these cities. Well, no, it's uh, <laughs> Cody said, you know, it's it's a long term thing. We need to look at what we can do, but there's. Um, this roster, at least the people who work here in terms of in the ring, we were all finding out just like you guys. As you guys are finding out, we're finding out. So we were all taken back by it too. So he he said a little bit more than Hunter did. So that's going to be the talk of the town. But it was asked. It was out there. And that's that for now. Yeah. Until more comes out, I'm sure. And as they say, I can see the um, the reaction on the Twitter towards Triple H is overwhelmingly negative right now. Really? For, are people for, just like what? Like what do they expect him to say? Like, I think so, it, it's. Or the do fact they just that, want to think that he's involved? I think I, I think fundamentally they would want him to at least condemn cr- condemn. Like say action. something <laughs> like these actions are atrocious and it's. Yeah, yeah, these are, yeah, that kind of thing. Like that. Or like, I, say, like we 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 take like the accusations that Janelle Grant has brought forward, or um, like seriously, and we've taken action already to um, remove uh, Vincent Mann from, or Vince Van has been re- has resigned from the board, so we are taking action to clean this up, stuff like that. But he is being quite um, uh, evasive. Mm. Probably, probably more than the other things. Basically, saying like, I just want to focus on the positives of this evening, which is, just, I think that's probably the worst thing you could have said in that response. Was other than saying, "Oh, this is fucking bullshit," all this stuff that happened. <laughs> obviously, that that would be terrible. But um, I think just saying like, "Oh, I just want to focus on the positive tonight," is the because fundamentally, like the most powerful man in professional wrestling just got kicked out for um, due to. Horrible, horrible stuff. Against, yeah. yeah, horrendous allegations put towards him. So no, you can't just focus on the positives tonight. Okay, You've got so to, got based music. Apparently, he did also say he hasn't read the lawsuit and found out when everybody else did. So I guess maybe he was saying that as I was talking, but then he reiterated, "I want to focus on the positive." I think for me personally, I was hoping for a little bit more of a personal answer, just something to the effect of, "I'm hurt." This is a tough time for me personally. Even if you give that bit of humanity there, that I think gives some kind of layer of something as opposed to, and I understand what he was doing. He's putting on the corporate face of going, hey, yes, dark cloud, but we're moving on bigger and better. But I think people wanted a little bit more of, hey, this is awful, right? You can say that this was awful. And like, like that. he needed to specifically just be like, you know, uh, like that kind of thing in there. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you've heard me a million times on this podcast say, I hate corporate speak. I think that everybody needs to be more transparent and just say that stuff. So if anybody's echoing that opinion, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I think you can say that stuff in a way that you can avoid 
you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to say anything because they wouldn't be lumped into like another bit of a lawsuit or something. But I think you could just kind of be like, yeah, this is awful. And yeah, uh, I think you know. a general statement, like the, the statement that Nick Khan gave last night, that was just sort of like, he's gone. Like I told you, it reads like he's guilty. He's gone. I think something to the effect of he's guilty. He's got, well, you can't say he's guilty. Yeah. The, you can uh, say something like are horrific. He's gone. We're moving forward. We will do everything we can. That's what I expected. I'm a little disappointed that he waited for questions to be asked instead of just jumping out in front of it because it was the, you know, it was the giant pink elephant in the room. And I just don't, I don't know, pretty, pretty disappointing. And I think that that combined with the fact that, you know, some people were playing connect the dots on social media. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are not so high on triple H moving forward in the immediate future. Hmm. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not something that I can really, uh, I can't imagine that there's not going to be some kind of issues, you know, like the likelihood that there's going to be like, everything's okay or something in a, you know, a week or whatever. I, I, that's not going to be the case. What are some of the things happening in this chat here? Uh, I'm losing track of uh, where I am on there. Cause I'm also doing these statistics still. Um, getting there on those statistics by the way there might be a moment um, where i might need to get these two guys to talk i'm just, I'm just looking at twitter as callum was and yeah it's, it's it's overwhelmingly brutal in the negative response for paul Levesque right now what are they like basically saying are they saying like he should be fired because he didn't say anything or is i'll, I'll like read a- dave melter's tweet verbatim your father-in-law was just accused of sex trafficking and rape everyone knows how much i personally like paul but that was bad but this was bad. Mm. The most powerful man in the history of the industry was just removed in disgrace. This was really bad. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it's not exactly, it's not criticizing Triple H personally, but it's more just an idea of the fact that like, he's there as a, as a representative yeah, of the board in this instance. And so he needs to say something with a bit more either authority or cut with something that's probably more substantial than just saying hey let's forget about tonight it's the royal rumble it's a great night let's 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 talk about how great this show was instead it's like that's a real carny bullshit move rather than a you know a grown-up in the room i see daniel in the chat here saying when hunter sat down he mentioned something about when he was out with his heart condition he was not paying attention to what was going on in wwe and uh that like that might be part of his kind of like stop telling me that like I'm, I should do more. I I don't know kind of thing, but yeah, it's like there, there is also that stuff too, but I mean like the lawsuit shows that that relationship began in 2019. Like you can't just be like, I didn't know. Yeah. You were down and out during the actual muck of it. But again, that's why I was hoping for the more personal answer because he is your father-in-law, you know, like. And no, yeah, no, I, and no one's attacking Triple H and saying like, "Oh, we need you to say that you were involved in it or you knew everything detail about it or anything along those lines." It's more just a case of acknowledge it, say that it's bad, and say you're going to fix it, and then move on. Yeah. Much. Which, yeah, I mean, I think everybody would agree on that front. 
Uh, Michael Patrick asking, will Vince get the Benoit treatment erased from history? I think we talked about that on the hot tags, but like you kind of almost can't. He's too baked into it. So they're probably just not going to talk about him going forward. Like we won't see like Vince be like, welcome to WrestleMania 40. Like that ain't happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they're not going to have as much of like, uh, actually a friend of mine messaged me. He's like, are you going to remove the Vince thing at the end of the smart cat moment stuff? I'm like, I didn't even think about that, <laughs> you know? So if you have any ideas of a better clip to put at the end of there, now might be the time for me to put a different one, two, three <laughs> clip at the end of this. We'll see. Um, maybe I'll replace that with, uh, another Shawn Michaels match instead. Um, not saying he's innocent, just saying he might be pretty embarrassed and maybe get out of it. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that stuff too, but come back to this, uh, women's Royal rumble match. Cause we didn't finish that out yet. Uh, Jade Cargo yeah. comes out. She does that stuff. Entry number 29 is Tiffany Stratton. Somebody that I think we all had in the running for like, if anybody from NXT is going to be in here, Tiffany makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She was the obvious yeah. pick. She, and she did tremendously. Again, she's another star in the making. It got down to like, when it got down to like the final five, I was really into the idea of like, okay, anybody can win this. And I think there's a path to WrestleMania. Tiffany included. Tiffany's tremendous. I thought that she kind of got screwed a little bit, to be honest. Like, uh, she comes in after Jade and then before number 30, who ends up being a returning Liv Morgan, who gets like, you know, solid pop and everything. So it's kind of like, I could see people being like, ah, there's a high. And then there's another like almost kind of high, but then there's like another high above that. So she gets like lost in the shuffle a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's still cool to be in the Royal Rumble and all. And yes, like I said, number 30, a returning Liv Morgan, which meant I was wrong about my big number 30 being AJ Lee. And, you know, I'm sure there's tons of other people that, you know, I haven't been able to go through this list quite yet to see if anybody had any like real standouts that they got wrong that they thought were going to be in here. Um, I know that people have put like, I see like Lola Vice's names here, Victoria's there, Mickey James, um, some people putting Maurice, Jade, uh, uh, Jay Carr Jackson's here. Uh, we got plenty of people, actually quite a bit of people thinking that Gigi Dolan was going to be in this. Uh, Katana Chance uh, spelled wrong there. Which, by the way, everybody, when it comes to me doing these statistics, I cannot change every single misspelling that's on there. It's driving me nuts. I've been trying to do it for the ones that I see, but like the amount of Bianca Belair spelled wrong, and it's like that's not going to show up as a a perfect answer for that. I can't do all of it. Uh, the, the lack of surprises from some of these, I'm sure there's going to be people that are like mad that Lita's not there or that there wasn't AJ Lee. Like, I mean, I thought she was going to be there, but anybody that was missing from here that you were like, ah, oh, what the hell? Like, they didn't put her in there. Or, you know, you expected her that just kind of a surprise that she wasn't legend at number 30 or something. Like that. Like, <laughs> I was expecting her to be a, a real, you know, oh my God, she, you know, hoisted two women on her shoulders because they like doing that spot there next day. Um, That's right, you did have Lash Legend at number thirty, right before you had you had Jade at twenty eight, and then you had Indy in between. Yeah, I didn't expect Indy to be so early. Listen, I'm gonna be just fully transparent. I told Tony this privately, but I'll tell you guys. My mind blanked. I was like, what women are employed by this company? When I was filling out this Women's Royal Rumble sheet, because. So many of them don't feel rumble ready to me or important enough to be in the rumble. 
And that's not a knock on their abilities. That's a knock on their position and booking. But I, I was really pleased with what they got off in terms of how this rumble worked out. Phrasing. <laughs> By the rumble, way, Rob, I'm just, rumble, yeah, so. just talking about uh, the people that not filling this out. Right? Man, you did not try at all to make this easy for me. <laughs> You've got Jane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I do apologize. I almost like... <laughs> It was so down to the wire, and I was like trying to also <laughs> get dinner in and prepare to cover the rest of the night. Well, now you got to tell us what was dinner. Uh, French fries and steak. I had uh, fries and a burger and a chicken sandwich. Now, Callum, nice. what was your dinner? <laughs> Callum, what did you eat? Uh, what did I eat? Uh, it was like a sausage tray bake thing with like, <laughs> like onions and uh, carrots and roast potatoes and stuff very nice well, much healthier dinner than <laughs> yeah for real real quick what's your preferred onion um the onion i like the red onion. the, the onion <laughs> yeah uh you're a red onion guy uh not a fan I'm a red onion i'm totally 100 red onion guy. <laughs> to me it's just to me it's an onion like it's red it's it's red it's white green don't really care Spring. I mean, you got to care if it's like moldy or something. Right? You get some, oh yeah. You pick up a tie dye uh, onion, you're gonna be like, uh, <laughs> I don't notice any cha- significant change in flavor. So yeah, screw red onions. They're not as good as sweet onions. Um, yeah, the burger and the chicken sandwich are pretty small. So <laughs> otherwise, I'm not just that much of a fat pig. Although the food in New York keeps making me gain weight. You can see in previous you can see in previous uh video podcasts and stuff that I was thinner. So. Um Callum, you were right about AJ Lee not appearing in AEW being a signal that she wouldn't be showing up here. Yep. That's uh from Ashton in the chat. I, I just thought it was fairly obvious she's retired. That's kind of that's just my my, my thought of this entire thing is that she hasn't wrestled since what, twenty fifteen. She's retired. She seemed eager, like she seemed open to the idea when Punk went to AEW and she had started with, with WoW as a producer. She seemed open to it. She did wrestle some for heels. And I, I thought, you know, what? I think it'd be cool for her to do it and like ha- get the Rumble experience and give the fans the one last bow and then just be done. And maybe she still will. Maybe she just didn't want to necessarily do anything for the Royal Rumble. Maybe like, you know, maybe she'll do something with Cora and Roxanne down the line or something. I'm laughing here about Emilio in the chat that says onions are dirty. That was most <laughs> foods that are grown in nature. <laughs> what well, just what washing them in water is there for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes are dirtier. You got to scrub those. They literally come from the earth. They are the fruit of the earth. Yeah, much better fruit than tomatoes. I'm not a big fan, uh, tomato fan. So we go through out here. Tiffany gets elimination from uh, taking out Roxanne. Uh, Becky gets taken out way earlier than I was expecting her to. I had her down as like a guaranteed final four. And Jade takes her out before Naomi's taken out. Before, uh, well, technically, then we had a final four. We were down to Bailey, Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, and Liv Morgan. Although. Technically, it's final five because it basically Bianca went out the same time. It was like it went like a couple final five to final three, like in like a split second. Final five to to three to then oh my god, we have a winner. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
My favourite spot actually of the entire match is Tiffany holding on to Bianca by her bride. I thought that was great. I like that elimination, yeah. And that was still surprising to me too, because I was like, all right, well, Bianca, you know, she balances out the final four and whatever, and they they'll do another stare down or something, but blink and you miss it. It's down to Jade and Liv and Bailey. And that immediately made me go, okay, well, nobody's set up to have Jade go up against anybody. And then I'm sure that there's, you know, the big brigade of the Liv Morgan crowd that's like she's gonna win she's gonna go up against Rhea Ripley oh my god we're right you know get out the stand card and you know whatever you were thinking that that could potentially happen (laughs) you know what I'll say this they now have a really clear cut path to Liv Morgan 2025 this is the second year in a row she's the runner up she needs to win was she the runner up yeah she was run up to Rhea Ripley last year she did the whole rumble with Rhea last year the whole hour yeah, Man, I completely forgot up. that she was part of that. Yeah, wow. No, they, they now have a story that they can tell with Liv Morgan next year. And like either that or they can go with the idea of like if they want Rhea to not necessarily be in an Elimination Chamber match, they could do Liv versus Rhea at Elimination Chamber if they want to and just have it be like, well, you were technically the last woman on Raw because Jade's still a free agent. So, you know, Bailey gets to win, by the way, everybody, if you don't know, <laughs> um, Liv Morgan takes out Jade. And I was just like, there, I never would have imagined that Liv Morgan would be the one that would take out Jade for her first appearance. I thought there is no way Jade's getting taken out by anybody other than Bianca, Becky, at the time when Charlotte was around, maybe Charlotte. Liv Morgan gets that honor. Pretty surprising. There, there's a beautiful shot of Bianca and Jade face-to-face with the sign in the background, and I'm like, that could be your non-title grudge match for the women, and I think there's a lot there that you can do with Jade. I'm instantly more confident in her again. I know, yeah, okay, she wasn't the most polished, but she wasn't to begin with. That wasn't like, I wasn't expecting her to be, you know, suddenly be Charlotte in the ring. And I, I was a big fan of what happened here. And Bailey wins, and the entire crowd was feeling it. She looked like she she's a star again. This feels like a major moment for her. The only person who I think entered this rumble worse than they came in is Becky. Yeah, kind of. Because Becky really just didn't accomplish much. Like She kind of just got eliminated like any other person. She didn't even get Nia out. They can still do the path. Korea through the chamber, but it feels less significant as if she would if she would have had a okay, and she's the last person who Bailey limits. I actually had a pre-write on Fightful that I had to fix quickly because I had pre-written Bailey wins, last eliminating Becky, and Becky just wasn't even in the picture. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bailey coming out on top here, she beats Naomi's record that, you know, was kind of the case like that. Uh, I, I believe she had, that means that she beats Rhea's record, Absolutely. too. I think Rhea was Naomi like 101. Beat. She's 103 point. Naomi got to 102, and she's 103.03. Yeah, so, you know, she gets a big spot there for that. We get, you know, she never had a singles match at WrestleMania. She's going to be able to 
potentially do that. I mean, maybe there's like a triple threat. She or can something. potentially headline. She ain't headlining. She ain't headlining. She can, <laughs> there's there's she no way. Can, she has the right to headline as the winner of a Royal Rumble. She has a WrestleMania main event. <laughs> Let's put it that way. The way that Drew McIntyre main evented with uh, Bobby Lashley. You know, by I mean? opening the first night of the show. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll check the chat again here after the onions are dirty thing that it was last night read. Tiffany Bianca hair spot was nice. The live stands were devastated. Yeah, I bet. Um, they really gave the live fans hope. Oh my god. Uh, do you guys notice anything about like the the live stands being like uh you know oh I'm gonna jump off a bridge because she lost or something? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't chronically online really. I was just trying to focus on the show, and I'll give them, I'll give them this. Live stands got a Christina Aguilera tribute gear, and the live stands got hope for 2025. That's what you got, <laughs> live stands. See you next year. Uh, what else we got here? It's weird because there, if there wasn't Becky, Liv would be the opponent for Rhea because she does have a story with that. We're talking about that. I didn't love having only the final three have a stare down. I preferred having Becky in at that because I knew Bailey was winning at that point. Yeah, that's a good point to be made. So deserved for Bailey, carried them through a pandemic, put over so many people, lost basically every match. So happy for her. I want Jade and Bianca at Mania. They could form a team later this year. Some I think they can form a team now. Good. Jade and Bianca versus Damage Control. Maybe it's maybe that's the tag title situation going forward. Yeah. I smell a three-way at Mania between Rhea, Liv, and Becky. Uh, Becky was just there. Uh, they were so convinced that she was winning. <laughs> a little fantasy booking. I really think a good option would be to do Jade and Bianca versus Kyrie and Oscar for the tag titles. Yeah, man, that I'm, uh, I'm all for it. Titles can change hands and they can hide Jade's flaws by that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what we're missing out on this whole time. Maybe we just didn't see that being like their game plan is a tag team between those two or something. Um, Let's see here. I am uh, double checking that I don't have the wrong information for some of these things. And um seems like it's okay for that. Uh, let me just get Jimmy Uso on this for those people that get three points for Jimmy Uso being number one, because that's an extra little thing here. Then we'll go back over to Jay Uso. So this is basically what I was doing during the uh, the next two matches because I was like, all right, I've got way more, way more statistics I got to do than I can imagine. But the next match of the night was the Fatal 4-Way. It was the Undisputed Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, LA Knight, and uh, Randy Orton. I didn't pay hyper-focused attention to this because I was trying to you know, run to the bathroom, trying to do this and whatever. What I saw, I liked, but I also thought it was really hindered by... Something that's been hindering a lot of Roman Reigns' matches over the time. I was like, oh, well, I could do statistics work here because he's not losing. Like, it's just not happening. Did you change your opinion about the potential option of a, a title change with this round? I saw the rundown of the card, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, because the, when's the last time Roman Reigns was on the show, let alone defended the title, and didn't close out the show? Mm-hmm. What's it been like? Hell in a Cell with Jay three years ago? You know, like, when's the last time he didn't close out the show? So I'm going to be honest. Although I like AJ Styles, I like Roman Reigns, I like Randy Orton, and LA Knight is very okay. But <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I took a shower. Really? I didn't watch much. Not at all. And, uh, I watched about the last five minutes where I saw AJ Styles beat the shit out of everybody with a chair. I saw Randy Orton get back at him. I saw Roman Reigns hit the spear. I was very disappointed that they chose to just be assholes and pin AJ Styles just to say he's pinned everybody in the match. Like LA Knight was right there. LA LA Knight is fine, but realistically, you have AJ and Randy. LA Knight is right there. I did hold out hope that the title would change, but it became aggressively clear to me when they put it on second and a four match card that that title wasn't going anywhere. Is your I'm opinion about this? So- about okay, it. keep going. I'm less mad about it now that the show's over and we know what we know, but. I just want this to end. And by the way, Michael Cole was aggressive with the cry about it online. What I have to say to you is beat him. It's like, you can't use those words in a predetermined environment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if he, if this is boxing and he's just the best boxer in the world, whatever, sure. But like, when you're going to say, oh, people are crying online that he doesn't defend. Yes, because your show is without a champion for months at a time. And I hate it. But, like, that's why we, we're complaining. Did you see the thing with Paul Heyman on the pre-show? Yes. Where he's like, you know, nobody wants the Yankees anymore. Everybody wants uh, to upset the, the Dallas Cowboys or whoever the dynasty people are and all this. And... Uh, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a projection of like, oh, none of you are letting us finish telling the story perfectly that we went to and it's pissing I us off. there something. is something to that. Like, it used to just be, the Yankees are fucking great. They're the best team because they're the Yankees. They're a dynasty. Nobody wants a dynasty. They somehow want everybody to be an underdog. I get it. But in this particular case, it's been too long. And it's just been too long. Maybe it'll end at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, yeah. I think at this point, that's that's where we're going. Hopefully so. Uh, this Fatal 4-Way, though, uh, throughout this, um, anything that stand out to you, Callum? How were you feeling about it? I mean, uh, being transparent about this as well, it's not the case that I didn't watch it because I did. I can't remember literally anything that happened until Silas Cohen interfered because that's how you're conditioned to watch Roman, Rain ma- Roman Reigns matches. It's nothing matters until Silas Sakura interferes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and the, and that's also why I don't really buy into the whole like Yankees and uh, and the uh, the, the dynasty uh, aspect. Yeah, the of dynasty all. thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like the Yankees, the Boston Red Sox interferes in all of their matches to help them win it <laughs> halfway through. Maybe so they do. Like, I don't. I don't watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch those sports, but. But it's just, yeah, but it's just a case of, yeah, the Yankees don't get the Mets to tag in every now and again to uh, get involved in all this stuff. <laughs> but I think that, um, yeah, because the reason why, like, the stuff about Michael Cossack, oh, cry about it and cry about it online and, like, you can you can complain, you can moan about it. We, surely you should be complaining because your world champion has held this title hostage for over, like, 1,200 days and just constantly cheats to win. Why aren't you pissed off about the fact that this guy's your champion at this point in time? Why is he a champion that should be revered and honoured and respected and say, like, oh, he's held this for so long? It's like, yeah, because he has everyone else fight his battles for him. Yeah. I do think that that would be a great storytelling device 
to get more heat on Roman, but, where like, but, yeah, but that's not the story they want to tell. They want to have they it's the cake in the year two metaphor. It's the case that they want to still tell the story of like Roman losing, and so he runs a heel. Well, he keeps winning because he cheats to win, but also tell the story about how this is the most legendary title run in all of history. So that when they eventually do bring him back off the back of losing this title as a baby face, then they can talk about how he's the greatest world champion we've ever had in the modern era, mm. even though. So, so yeah, they're just playing both sides of it because that's that's what WWE does. Like, continue to pr- promote like legendary records while also like just having the basically with Roman Reigns just having the same result of every match over and over again and repeat. Not even just like the same uh, result of him winning all the time. It's not just Reigns wins low. It's Reigns wins asterisk Jimmy Uso slash Jay Uso slash Solo Sokoa slash Sami Zayn slash whoever slash Paul Heyman slash whoever's involved to help him get the victory so like um yeah and this and, and so it, it makes it impossible to really invest yourself in any part of the match up until the interference comes in because yeah there was a cool spot where um randy orton hit a series of cool looking rkos including the one where he blocks the spear into the rko and that's and that's when he gets the pin which silas koa then um i think pulls out the referee or or does something to interfere. He pulled the referee, yeah. Yeah. And then Which I, I'll and- admit, there was a split second where I was like, are they not going to do that in time? Because it was like, a, that referee count was pretty quick to like, For some reason, they do get two. really anal about like, mm. the referees are legit. In a predetermined world, for some reason, they're like, nope, your foot hit the ground. You, you can't pretend. I have, oh, yeah. I mean, I had no... There was no jeopardy in my mind about it because, as everyone knew going into this, especially with the match placement, there was no way Roman was dropping the title. And yeah, they just did a few things towards the end. They just always hit a load of people with a chair. Uh, LA Knight tried to get a hit on Roman. He gets Superman punched. Uh, Reigns and Spears styles, and the match is over. So that's it. It's just. As it was about as a standard of a match get. as he gets. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, about as like middle of the road a fatal four way as you possibly can between just added with the fact that like these are four pretty big names, so tried to elevate somewhat, but it was yeah, it was it was just nothing at the moment. That's just, not that's, that's what Roman is at the moment. Roman's title reign is pretty nothing at the moment. I'm not big on the idea of AJ LA Knight for Mania. I hope they pivot to something else. I. It kind of seems like that. It kind of seems like that to me, though. Like I, like I can't picture, for instance, like they seem to be doing quite a bit with Orton and Solo. So I'm wondering at this point if, like, the plan is to have a featured Orton versus Solo match. Still, like, I don't really care about to be perfectly honest. I think that's part. I think that's the direction. Yeah. Yeah, but like he already beat Cena. He could beat Orton too. It could be that, yeah. You get a big win over Randy Orton at WrestleMania after beating John Cena at um, Crown Jewel. And then, uh, at Crown Jewel, yeah. yeah. And then the main event, you kind of have to... By SummerSlam, I expect Solo to be fighting Roman. Whether Roman's champion or not, I expect Solo to be a- after Roman by SummerSlam. If Roman's around. If not, I then I... The- like. Whenever I Roman's back win, around. <laughs> win, lose, or draw now at this point, you can say, I think Roman will be around at some point. Maybe so. Um, 
But you guys thinking the same? You, you thinking LA Knight versus AJ Styles WrestleMania? I'm thinking. I hope they find another match. Uh, I'm still thinking they they'll go LA Knight Logan Paul, but maybe based on the result of or how the match went that we'll talk about. Yeah, now. the KO match. Title, there might there might be something. They might they might be stretching that out to WrestleMania. So we'll we'll see. I'm I'm still thinking LA Knight wins the US title at this rate, but maybe he'll have the Styles match instead. That's tough because, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there's nothing else to really talk about for the Fatal 4 Way. Anything else you just want to get into? No. All right, so let me just double check the chat, see if anybody else has any other points to bring up. Uh, I guess it was to give Roman time to get into the suite. So Cody could look at him. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, surprised the Logan Paul match wasn't before Roman's match. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised about that too. But maybe they figured like, We'll give people a little bit of time. We'll do some stupid ad for Florida or whatever. In the meantime, people could go to the bathroom and, you know, Rome, by the time Roman comes out and actually wrestles, they'll be able to get their bathroom break in. Uh, by the way, about uh, there was like a thing that said like the WWE experience coming to Saudi Arabia in February. What What's that all about? It's just a superstore experience. Oh, like, it's not like a show or anything. No, it's just like an actual interactive Superstar experience is actually pretty cool. Kind of like access, or yeah, kind of like for those people, that's pretty cool. We know that that area of the world loves their WWE for some reason. I guess because they like corruption. <laughs> not I'm not expecting that that was going to be your answer. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, for a split second, I was just kind of like, oh my god, am I gonna like have to? I'm doing too many things, and they're gonna announce like the, um, you know, the March pay per view or something. But um, I legit thought Randy won at that solo spot. They got me. Uh, Randy looked like he hurt that damn shoulder again. Did anybody pick up on that? I didn't see that, but then again, like I said, I wasn't paying hyper focused. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Also saying, just beat him when Roman wins every type of match by interference. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Did not like Michael Cole tonight for those reasons, and he was annoying in the Logan Paul on KO match. Cole's unintentional heel turn at the end of this match. Uh, I'm thinking vers- Logan versus KO at Chamber or at Mania again. Um, still think Paul versus Knight. Same Frankie. Uh, <laughs> Ashton saying, damn, Rob. Uh, if they sign Okada, I think he'll wrestle Styles at Mania. That's something that's definitely... I don't know if Okada's going to be at WrestleMania, if he's going to sign to WWE, but the two people that stand out to me is like, if Okada's there, he's either fighting Styles or he's fighting maybe Gunther. And Gunther, I thought there was going to be a whole thing with Brock Lesnar tonight. We didn't need that, that's for sure. So uh, I who? don't know who. Who is that? Who's that? Yeah, who's. <laughs> who the hell is. What, who the what's his is, name? Who the, yeah, who the heck is Borklaisner? Borklaisner, that's <laughs> there you go. I don't. Uh, <laughs> maybe they just changed the BR to a C, and it's you know <laughs> the future of the Gunther stuff. I don't know. We're gonna see what happens there, but they there's nothing other than maybe they turn Braun Breaker babyface and they go Braun Breaker versus Gunther. That stands out to me from tonight, you know, because Braun Breaker had a I mean, hell of a thing. We're gonna talk about that later on. I mean, um, I have a pretty obvious choice. Uh, just, should take him on for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Uh, well, you'll have to bring that up when we get into that. Um, Callum Rob, are you going to have 
Wait, are you going to slash have watched Collision? Uh, yeah. I will watch I'll, Collision, yeah. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to watch Collision. <laughs> Don't spoil it for us. I know that I know the Brian Danielson beat Gigi Nagata because I did see that, but uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'll leave the rest of it. Oh, so you don't want to know about Jinder Mahal's babyface turn that happens there? No. Fuck, I shouldn't have said it. (laughs) You got me really stupidly. You went to the fucking MSG show and you were like, the tag titles changed hands and it's fucking Cody and Jay, so I believed you. (laughs) I hate you for that. Also, of all people to have a babyface turn in AEW, it'd be Jinder Mahal. Course it was. Yeah, easily. You know, he's got the story built in for him. He comes out and he's uh he's the person that turns Tony Khan heel. Yeah. Because of all the stuff he said. Uh Michael pa- Michael Patrick in the chat saying, How do you have Sable at home and even notice other women? So <laughs> our whole discussion. Um Yeah, so we Switched over from that to the Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens United States Championship match. Now, this is a match that, again, I wasn't paying exactly like, you know, every little detail to. I'm trying to do my Rumble stuff. I'm watching this uh, a little bit more so than the other match. Um, but I liked it from what I saw. Uh, the ending of it, I didn't like it first. And then I started to like it more when it got like more complicated. Because when at first it was just like, Pat McAfee's going, oh, that's Jeff, or that's Jack, or whatever. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? It was Jeff, and I'm literally going, guys, who was the person who helped Logan win? And Jeremy just responds to me, it was Jeff. I'm like, all right, I guess it's fucking Jeff, okay? Jeff, Jeff, we got to watch out for more than, you know, Jake Paul at this point. My name's Jeff. It's the first thing I thought of too. <laughs> when he's like, it's Jeff, it's Jeff. I'm like, the, immediately Channing Tatum pops in my brain. Underrated ass movies, I swear. Like, it's obviously, if you go on my uh, letterbox, you see like how I rate certain things and stuff. Uh, I never thought I'd like 21 Jump Street as much as I love those two movies. They're fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, good match. We like Logan Paul in the ring. We like Kevin Owens, of course. So, you know, that's some good stuff there. But the way that this ends after Jeff <laughs> gets involved is there's distraction with the referee. He's all like, are you Jeff? Oh, my God. Can I sign? Can you sign my autograph and all this? And uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory come out and they pass over a pair of brass knucks to Logan Paul. Um, you know, story throughout this match, of course, the punch from Kevin Owens He's got his hand all messed up. Logan Paul's got his titanium hand or whatever it is. And it's not working for either of them, but brass knuckles will do the job. And it backfires. And Kevin Owens ends up grabbing them. He hits him with it. And then that backfires because the referee notices. So retaining the title by disqualification is Logan Paul. And I think that that's a good way of doing it because you can milk this for another match if you wanted to. I don't think you really needed to, but it's a way to get more heat for Logan Paul. It's a way to make it seem like, you know, we're not going to be, you know, putting Kevin Owens in a spot where like, he's going to just take a pin because we got nothing for him. And he's there for that. Cause I really, I can't think of anything that's necessarily happening at media for Kevin Owens. And that sucks. Cause I love Kevin Owens, but maybe this continues. Maybe we have like a fatal four way at mania. Maybe we get something like, a six pack challenge. Maybe we get like Austin theory, Logan Paul, Grayson Waller are the three heels. And then we get three 
or two or whatever baby faces like Kevin Owens, LA Knight, and blank. You know, I don't know who blank would be. I'm not going to worry about blank. You, you can worry about, about blank. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can really see going forward, though. But any other suggestions in the chat? They'll stuff? fight in Australia and then figure something else out for Logan on uh, WrestleMania time. And what about Kevin Owens? You think there's anything that's in there for him? Uh, like I said, the Andre, maybe. Like, it's just, I think they should have done this last year. They should have done everything last year. But maybe he just really bands together and helps Cody make sure, you know, take out the rest of the bloodline with chairs. That's what Cody <laughs> Kevin Owens should be doing the whole night. Just be the enforcer and just sit by the ring with a chair. He's the uh, new executive chairman, and then uh, they can spin it that way, right? They got Frankie on this. Frankie said that he thought Owens had this. Uh, For a little bit there, they got me. I thought that maybe they were going to have a title change. Um, You guys get fooled by that by any moment? Not for the brass knucks, but initially when it seemed like he had caught them, I thought Stunner 123 might be the way we're going here. And I wouldn't have been too mad because KO needs something to do. Oh, I would say the uh, I thought the camera work for the um, for the brass knuck shot and then the pinfall. The referee's the, face, uh, yeah, the the refs catching the referee's face, spotting the brass knucks, and then focusing on the brass knucks. I thought that was very, very well done. Uh, Shout out to not Kevin Dunn, whoever you are. Was it was it was his name like Ryan Feeney or Feely? Was it? I can't remember this this whoever this new dude's name uh, is. Is it Lee sport. Fitting? Lee Fitting, that's it. Lee Fitting, uh, all right. You can't win an at me anymore. You're shady work at ESPN, but you did really you well can, here. You can see that his touches are trying to, is start, are starting to influence it. There's a lot more people like walking around backstage with their main plates being demonstrated. You had those things in both the Rumble matches of having that little timer in the top left-hand corner every now and again, saying who was getting the most, who had the most time of the people currently in the Rumble match. I like that. That was a cool addition to the. The way that they're doing that. I hope they can like, keep that going forward. Yeah. Uh, but this match was just like, yeah, it was just very kind of indie refic between these two. Uh, Logan was targeting the hand of Kevin Owens for a fair chunk of it, but then it was just all just hit big move after big move after big move. I like the fact that like Corey Graves talking about how he said that uh, Logan Paul can't superplex Kevin Owens because no one ever superplexes Kevin Owens. So he goes superplex Kevin Owens and then he hits his... Uh, his, his downward spiral kind of uh, fisherman suplex off of it. Uh, for that was Kevin Owens obviously doing it instead. So nobody can ever superplex Kevin Owens off of the, uh, off the top rope. Uh, but yeah, then it was just like just trading right hand finishes constantly. But yeah, you know, it was a fun match. Not one that I'm like will live super long in the memory. But yeah, better than the match that preceded it. And it might have, you know, some major implications going forward of like, maybe they do have some kind of plan for the U.S. title that we're kind of not seeing going forward that, you know, made, made obviously on SmackDown this week or something. Um, Logan Paul, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller should be a faction from uh, Michael there. Ashton saying, I wish they show most eliminations in the future on the screen, like the time. Uh, I forgot to mention in the Women's Rumble, but that shot of Liv, Jade, Bianca, and Tiffany staring uh, staring sitting down at ringside was great. I didn't see that. 
Not, uh, that uh, after, shot. after Bailey, after Bailey had won. After Bailey won, like... they got a good shot of like Naomi, Becky, Liv. They got them all just like, damn. Yeah, it was just staring. They would eventually get the winner of the men's rumble and the loser with the same shot. Huh. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, so now we're going to switch over to the men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, I am almost done with my statistics, by the way, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. I just need to calculate how many people got how many right on the uh, final four because people didn't put them in um, alphabetical order. So it's hard I do for apologize. <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I did not make your life easy tonight. But I make your life easier most nights. So you get a pass. Yeah. A lot of people seemingly got quite a bit of them in here. And, um, you know, kudos to them. Some people getting all four correctly. Um, myself being one of them. Uh, but the the lineup for this now, uh, I was pissed about this. Uh, number one comes out and it's Jey Uso. And I went, damn it, damn it to hell. Because I had... We both had Jimmy first, then Jay. So I'm I'll uh, I'll expose this about the uh, the Royal Rumble setup that I had had. I kept what I had written down last, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, or something. I had filled this out way prior to this, and I had had like um, Bianca number one, Naomi number three, you know, a couple things around like that. AJ, I kind of kept the same way. My original idea for this was it's going to start off with. Uh, Finn Balor, and then it would go to Cody Rhodes because I was like, oh, Finn can last a while, and we could do the whole thing that I thought we were going to get with damage control, where it's like one person every five or something. Yeah, they did not care. They didn't care whatsoever. So, God care, sir. I'm going to, by the time we get to like the hot tags, I'm going to look at my original thing and see if I would have gotten anybody right on that. But I, I did reach a point where I was like, oh, it's going to be Jimmy and Jay at number one and number two. That's interesting. Okay. Right when like they did the thing at uh on SmackDown where Jimmy's like, you know, looks at his thing and he goes, Oh, no yeet. I'm like, they're gonna do the Jimmy J thing. Okay. That's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that right. I hope that people don't really necessarily notice this. And then I talked myself out of it because then I started seeing other people doing that. And then I'm like, Oh, everybody saw it. Okay, never mind. It's way too obvious. I'm gonna be smart. <laughs> I'm gonna go Cody Rhodes and uh, Jimmy Uso. There you go. And that's how whatever, because I was sold that CM Punk was going to win this. And so Jimmy comes out and I'm like, fuck, I had Jimmy at number two. <laughs> and then I'm like, Jay comes out and I'm like, oh, damn it. The hell I had Jimmy at number five or something. So um, Jimmy and Jay starting it off. Um, you know, Jay gets the big pop and Jimmy gets the whole like surprise of that. And you get Yeet versus no Yeet, which I'm sure is going to be a big factor for WrestleMania of Yeet versus no Yeet. And uh, uh, Frankie had Jay at number two. So, I mean, you get, if you fill out the thing for that, you get uh, three points instead of seven. So, still something. So, I had Jay at number two because I thought Jimmy comes out first. And then Jay gets I'm the mad. big, uh-oh, and spot. Then Jay, and then Jimmy can look like, oh, no, my brother's going to come kick my ass because I screwed him out of the title at SummerSlam. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's what They're I was thinking with the... Doing the hand thing with Jay, which I should have thought of ahead of time. Yeah. So it's like sometimes you psych yourself out of these because you're like, uh, oh, I know how they do all this crap. But then you're like, so they're not going to do the thing that I know that they're going to do. And you you pull a double negative and then you go, damn, they did the thing. <laughs> like, um, Jimmy and Jay started off, though, and I think that that's pretty cool. I like that quite a bit. What do you guys think? 
Solid. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a fair decision. I mean, just so you personally, I had Jay as number one. That was choices. one of your dead right, on ones. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I didn't have Jimmy anywhere near that. I'd had Jimmy somewhere coming out in like twentieth, something like that. Like I had Kofi Kingston coming out as number two. It's so thought, funny how Because I thought that you could play into the Uso New Day rivalry by just having those two being the number one and number two. It's so funny how the um your guys' lapses in T V con- consumption factors into these things because if you would have just seen smackdown you would have thought okay jj meet number one number two just like every time we talk about AEW, and tony has no idea what's going on it's like oh it's because you skipped i skipped the i skipped the segment there that explained everything and i'm like you know who's this person standing next to that and it's like oh they've been there for like seven weeks and i'm like oh okay and the only reason i went with jay is number one at all like being one of the first two is because of the hand thing it's, it's like funny that that's a factor. Like, yeah, that was one of the I reasons know. why I was like, "Oh, Cody will do that," so they could get the full Cody Rhodes thing. I didn't realize that Which he was going to. Fucking did it. Not only did they do it, but they ended up just like packing the entire arena with uh, fog. That <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. That could not have dissipated quickly enough. Um, but, but um, actually, we'll we'll get onto it later on about some other stuff about it. But yeah, it's a, it was a fair enough like first two to come out as. Uh, Maybe a prelude to something in the future. Definitely for WrestleMania. Although number three coming out, uh, are you thinking someone else? Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to fight at WrestleMania. Really? What do you think they're going to do instead? Uh, well, I'll, I guess I'll say it now. Then I think Jay is challenging. You think it's Jay Gunter? Jay Gunter. I mean, it could be, and uh, you know, maybe they end up doing. I just think that's, big, they... that's I think that's a, big, a bigger deal. I, I, to be honest, like after seeing these two go after each other at the start of this one, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I don't actually need to see a full match of them at WrestleMania now. Maybe that tease that Boozer put good, out are there. They, are they good, or do they have this like itch to fight each other? <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe the tease that uh, that Boozer had put out there of John Cena and. Um, Randy Orton, maybe we're going to get John and Randy teaming up against Jimmy and Solo. I wouldn't necessarily want that, that, but like maybe that's the plan because that would be like Jay or uh, John and Solo had their thing. Jimmy could be, you know. If it was uh, John and Randy against Jimmy and Jay, like peak Jimmy and Jay from last year, I might bite because uh, that's a main event tag team. But I'm just I'm just putting out there that's like in, when it comes to brother versus brother matches in WWE, Brett and Owen is the exception, not the rule. Yeah, especially at WrestleMania. Need I remind you of uh, Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy from WrestleMania 25, which was crap. And I then, don't even remember it at all. Not even and not even putting uh, Stardust versus Goldust onto WrestleMania. So Remember when Cody was before, WrestleMania like, 41? That's what the bells. <laughs> you remember when Cody was like really uh, hyping the idea of I had the Intercontinental title, just let me fight Dustin. Mm-hmm. And they just wouldn't do it. I think he ended up fighting Big Show. Yeah, I think it was like, Big no, Show that year. Up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that like that's a good start. I think Jimmy and Jay. I think Grayson Waller was number three, and. That was kind of surprising to me because I was just like, all right, well, what's he doing here necessarily? 
he cut a little promo on the uh, way to the ring and honestly didn't really do much. Well, it was a little bit disappointing. He had one of the funniest lines I've ever heard where he picks up Jimmy and goes, I acknowledge you. No yeet. Let's get, <laughs> I, I thought that was very funny. I mean, good. I'll say, say, say that he didn't do much. He could probably apply that to about 85% of the people in this. Match, yeah. So. <laughs> These True. Royal Rumbles yeah. were very structured. Like, let's this not match, do anything. This was, this was dull. This was a dull Rumble match in general. I think, it, it, again, it picked up towards the end a little bit, and there was some good, a couple of good moments into it. There's one guy in particular that I thought shone very much so. But, but yeah, I think overall there were just there were just a lot of bodies in there that were just there to be there. And Grace, Grayson Waller was one of those people. So the... Uh... Let's move this over here because I think I have all my tiebreaker stuff set up if I don't mess this thing up. And I want to make sure I don't screw up everybody's answers. Uh, yeah, we'll do that uh, in a moment. Um, the Grayson Baller thing, number three. Then we ended up getting the only real surprise in this one, which was Andrade at number four. And he is just being billed as Andrade right now. They didn't put the Andrade Cien Almas or Andrade Almas. Because they or, had taken that away from him. They did give you the... El Idolo in the beginning of the music, which he had had beforehand, but there's more of a relationship to it now since that was his name in general. And he, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. He kind of just gets dumped out later in the match by someone. And it's just like, man, everybody here, we watched the 94 Royal Rumble and it felt like that where it was just, okay, people are just getting eliminated. There's no rhyme or reason. Okay, fuck it. You know, Finn Balor's out, and who cares? Uh, Jimmy Uso gets eliminated by uh, someone coming up, and who cares? Like, Yeah, I can kind of see that. It was not really like... Uh, no Johnny? No Tommaso? There's a lot, a lot of like weird bits of this Royal Rumble. Yeah. Andrade was just out there for like... It was out there for like twenty something minutes, and then that didn't eliminate anyone, and then just got tossed out randomly by Bronson Reed. Yeah, it was like, it was like, fuck. Welcome back to this. You know, <laughs> you just had a great run in the Continental Classic. I understand that the rest of the run wasn't tremendous, but welcome back to this. <laughs> uh, that. Maybe in the future, maybe there's uh, something going on there because they did have some interactions between some people. But Andrade, number four, Carmelo Hayes, number five. One of the, uh, I guess you could call it a kind of surprise because it's technically it's not on the main roster, but the guy's basically on the main roster at this point. I had him down as a surprise in the Fightful Post, even though I'm firmly of the belief he's a SmackDown superstar now. It's weird because like, they still don't want to fully say certain people are certain people on the roster like von wagner still not listed as an nxt star he's just listed as a free agent it's like no you made that guy a free agent and promptly didn't do fuck all with him <laughs> he's just been on nxt so you know that's kind of weird but they they're still classifying him as an nxt star not a uh smackdown star um grace wall gets eliminated by carmelo hayes he's just in and out within two eliminations or two entrants 
Shinsuke Nakamura is next. Uh, Santos Escobar is next. They had a little spot there, Santos and Andrade, where he's like, can you do the, you know, uh, we're in the group together. And Andrade's like, fuck you, dude. I'm not in that. Uh, Daniel asking in the chat, where was Pete Dunn? Pete Dunn, one of the people that I pretty early when I was looking at how many people were in this, that I was just like, "Ah, I guess Pete Dunn's not going to be in it, you know? Yeah, where was Pete Dunn? Again, where was Johnny? Where was Tommaso? Especially because you got a tag team title match to build. By the way, I'm going to spoil this now because Damian Priest doesn't come out to like 28. But like zero interaction between the Judgment Day members in that way. Our truth got the most interaction. Yeah. Uh, Priest was just sort of there. He doesn't help Balor. He doesn't hurt Balor because Balor's long gone by the time he gets out there. Just a weird structuring. Oh, and Frankie in the chat, by the way, is saying, I think that the plan was Gunther to drop the title to Jay at Elimination Chamber, do Uso, Uso, IC title, Gunther Brock non title. could be the plan. There's no reason not to do that. Gunther can't go to Elimination Chamber. He has to stay in the United States. Yeah. Stop acting like they don't do title matches on Raw. Well, he was saying about doing the well, title yeah, thing okay, at Elimination but... Chamber. Yeah, like that that can't happen at Elimination Chamber. Gunther is not going to be there. So it could happen on Raw. And they can maybe do something like that going forward. Although I don't know for sure. Um, see some of these other things in this chat here. Uh, <laughs> Ted's asking what time it is in the UK. <laughs> it's like seven a.m. Yeah, cool. Seven. It's gonna be even longer if we keep if we keep uh, going like this, right? <laughs> but uh... listen, I just want to know what you're eating for breakfast. I like <laughs> um, sleep. Sleep. So I'm eating for breakfast. <laughs> Uh, Cody leaving AEW was the best thing uh, he ever did in his career. Uh, so, 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 so happy no, no, Cody leaving WWE was the best thing he ever did. In yeah, his career. that was correct. It's, that was step one. Yeah, it's a multi-step process. Uh, he's like Heath Slater. He's got kids, maybe. Um, Chad Gable, I don't like. What about uh, Chad Gable? You don't like Ashton? Uh, let's see. Let's move on here. Is it that Chad Gable wasn't in the match? Could be that, yeah. I mean, no Chad, no even Otis. They were, they were, even though they were announced to be in the match, Chad, yeah, Otis, Chad, and Akira Zawa were all, were all announced to be in this match. But I had to Zawa down at the shortest time, and he wasn't even there, so I win. <laughs> yeah, Ashton means uh, not being in the Royal Rumble, not being a fan of that. Uh, after Santos was carrying Cross, another person, when he came out, I was just like, who the hell's coming out? I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Dominic Mysterio, Carlito, Carlito takes out Santos. That at that point I was like, oh, okay, so Ray's not in this, because yeah. I was just assuming that Ray was going to be in this match and he was going to take out Santos. And I'm like, there, there you go, there goes my. Uh, I think I had put him at number thirty because I was like, I can't think of who's going to replace Brock because I, I was dead set on Brock as number thirty until two days ago, <laughs> and then it became. Mm, I, never mind. I still left Brock at number thirty yeah. in my final predictions because I just thought they're not gonna. No, they're just, they're I knew. Ju- they're just gonna put him into the match, though. No, I knew because this dude tried to bounce when Vince was out the first time, <laughs> and now we but, know why. But, but but they don't want to focus on the negatives, Rob. Yeah. But now we know. <laughs> Hunter might not, but Hunter wasn't implicated in the negatives. Brock Lesnar very much was. Well, I was, I was thinking like, hey, maybe Ray gets a number thirty spot, and it's like he could get cheered for it and offset I did the think uh, about that myself. you know do that, but um. Bobby Lashley comes out at number 11. Here's a spot that I didn't like, really. I know what they were doing. He gets eliminated in five seconds. Bobby Lashley comes out. He takes out Carlito and Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross pulls Bobby Lashley out. And look, they've done it in a million different Royal Rumbles. 
I mean, there hasn't been a million, but you know what I mean. Um, immediately after where we got the pride and we've got the final Testament going up against each other. And it was just like, just let's get it on. Let's just do that and just move on. And I felt like it was kind of stupid. You know, I wasn't a big fan of that. That sounds like basically what the feud seems to be like. So that's what this whole rumble felt like to me in some ways. And like, you can look back and now, and I think we're going to look back on it even more in like even a day or so. And then look back on it better, you know, post WrestleMania and go like, that was their plan for this. That was their whole point of this because Ludwig Kaiser comes out right after that. Austin Theory is right after him. Finn Balor, Carmelo Hayes gets taken out like nothing or whatever. Cody Rhodes is uh, number 15. And oh, okay. I was going to say, I would say that there's something notable, at least about Austin Theory's uh, entrance. It's that That is the final SmackDown superstar that entered the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. Everybody else was raw. Everyone else was either raw, NXT, or free agent. Yeah, wow. Holy shit. And by the time you get to the end yeah, of it, you're really like, oh, they had no SmackDown people. Yeah. Because, like, because they, 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 I mean, they pushed the idea of, like, if you count the fact that Carmelo Hayes is listed officially as NXT, there were seven SmackDown people in this entire Royal Rumble match. Wow. Seven out of 30. It's so funny because all of their biggest names were in the in the title match. And if you look at it, it's like, oh well, Raw is so stacked. But realistically, we all knew if one of those people ended up winning, we knew they weren't going after Rollins. Just, and yeah, just look at their timings next to them as well. Austin Fury, three minute fifty six. Bobby Lashley, a minute thirty four. Carlito, two minute twenty three. Karen Cross, six minute twenty one. Santos Escobar, six thirty six. Grayson Waller, 406, and the only one that went over um, seven minutes was Jimmy Uso with 34 minutes. Like, so he was the only kind of Iron Man out of War SmackDown. The rest of them were there for, yeah, six minutes at most. They didn't even put Solo in, and Solo could have been a good enforcer of something, and they didn't put him in. Yeah, I had Solo listed to come out like number 29. That was clearly wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so they that that's I mean that's not good for SmackDown, that's for sure. It doesn't make that look like it's really what the. What do you mean the they, they got the main event of WrestleMania? They're, they're doing great right now. <laughs> if that's the only thing that matters, then uh, then yeah, I guess so. Um, Technically, uh, the following this will have both Royal Rumble winners. So that's true. It will actually be Raw the one that's in the uh, in the in the fog about what's actually happening right for their title matches at WrestleMania. That's what Elimination Chamber will have to be all about, really. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a weird WrestleMania this year. <laughs> so following that, we ended up getting, you know, one of the big spots, of course. Cody Rhodes comes in, uh, takes out Austin Theory. Bronson Reed's next. He takes out Andrade. Again, just like Andrade's just there and he's gone. You know, I don't think that we're really setting up Andrade versus Bronson Reed at Mania or anything. Um, but then... Here's the thing that really annoyed me about this Royal Rumble. Kofi Kingston comes out at number 17, continuing his streak, by the way, of being somewhere around the number 14 spot. It's like they always put him in there. I had him at number 12. I was pissed that I didn't get that one right. Um, Kofi comes out. Kofi uh, eliminates Shinsuke. Ludwig Kaiser gets taken out by Kofi. And Gunther immediately follows. And the story that they tell then is... Gunther is upset at Ludwig, which we've been doing this for months now of this whole like Imperium imploding and Gunther's just upset at them for being losers. 
Giovanni Vinci not in this at all? Didn't even appear like you know to try to help out Ludwig or something. He's not hurt anymore because he did work, right? Right. He wrestled at least once, if not two or three times by now. And Kofi just gets eliminated by Gunther, and it's like he yeah, didn't even try. I think this is smart. Let people forget about it. Mm. Never existed. Well, they well, they keep saying like existed. Kofi spots and stuff like. But uh, like, if you let people forget about it, and then he does maybe it again. Two years. Like, oh my god, he managed to do it again. But for now, let people forget. It. He failed last year. He failed the year before. Don't even try and let him forget. Oh, uh, Kyrie pulling off the Kofi spot this time around instead. Uh, Naomi didn't try. Um, Katana Chance didn't try. They're the only other people that have really done it in the past other than Morrison, I think. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Kalani Jordan on that recent uh, NXT. But Ivar comes out after that. Ivar is just doing his thing, not doing anything super special. And then Braun Breaker comes out, and they make a big fuss over Braun Breaker in this match. He immediately takes out Jimmy Uso. I was pissed. What what would we what are we accomplishing here? <laughs> like that floored me because I was like, of course, Jimmy and Jay, one of them's going to eliminate the other one. Like I thought Jimmy was going to eliminate Jay, and then maybe Cody would eliminate Jimmy, and it would be kind of like one of those things or something. For Braun to just be like, fuck you, you're out. I was just like, Braun Breaker eliminates him. Okay, and then Braun Breaker eliminates Finn Balor, and I'm like, we didn't even get Damian Priest yet, <laughs> and Finn Balor's out here already gone. What was yeah. up? Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of those things made no real sense, but it's kind of all swayed in the idea that Braun Breaker was the MVP of this match. He totally yeah. was. Yeah, he yep. was. He was the most. Ex- it was the most exciting time of the entire Rumble match, outside of the obviously ending stretch stuff when uh, Braun Breaker was in the match. Crazy, uh, his appearances here, and then they end up doing a big thing with Omos afterward. Bronson Reed gets taken out by him. Ivor gets taken out by him. So you know, Omos doing a good thing, but. You got Omos in the ring. You got Braun Breaker in the ring. They're looking at them as like Braun Breakers, you know, stepping up to the giant and all. And then Pat McAfee goes from the commentary table to the enter the Royal Rumble, stand there, look kind of afraid, climb over the ropes, come back in, and then do it again. And then do it again. Decide he doesn't want this. I think that this sucked. I think that it sucked too. I think like. Throw Trick Williams in there instead of this spot. Throw Von Wagner yeah. in there. Throw um, Dragon Lee. Yeah, Dragon Smackdown Lee not in this. Yeah. Star. Pete Dunn could have uh, been in that spot. Like see, You could have put Chad Probably Gable Dempsey in there. It's just like somebody. Anybody. Realistically, look, if you put Otis in there, we know he's not going to win anyway or whatever. But this just wasn't funny enough to justify it to me. Like I, I didn't get it. You know, I didn't, I know that what they were going for, obviously, but I didn't think that it landed all that well. You hated it too, right? Kel? <laughs> oh yeah. It was lying, but it would just be just, just any of the names that you mentioned, just throwing them in there. would just be just another body for X person's throw over. So it wouldn't have mad in the, I guess I, 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 I prefer them doing something different or some trying to do something funny and interesting with this rob and just throw x random name into it just do nothing in the rumble either but yeah as you say it wasn't funny or interesting so they failed 
but they would have failed either way. Frankie's suggesting maybe Breaker was Brock's replacement. No, I think shot. Breaker. I think Breaker was that. I think that there's a chance. Because, I mean, the stare down with him and uh, Omos, I mean, we got that Brock Lesnar versus Omos thing. That could have been a spot for that. Well, yeah, well, fu- fundamentally, realistically, the only real ch- changes for that could be um, maybe Pat McAfee thing was just he was going to do commentary and then they just said, hey, you just want to be in the Rumble as well because we have an extra spot now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Maybe they just bumped yeah. everybody up a little bit, you know, in mm-hmm. the timing or something. And maybe, uh, you know, number 30 was supposed to be number 29. Um, I'd rather see green smiley shirt guy over what Pat did. <laughs> Trick would have had a huge pop tonight. Yeah, probably. I think he would have. Uh, the Pat McAfee stuff goes there. Omos gets taken out by Braun Breaker. Then Braun Breaker gets taken out by Dom. I thought that was kind of funny that Dom got a, a good little elimination there. Um, of all fucking people. <laughs> You do do all that work to build up Ron Breaker and have like have a really cool showing for the period that he was in there, and then you have Dominic Mysterio eliminate him. Like, could you have someone of substance eliminate him? Hey, he got hardened up in the prison there. (laughs) Uh, JD McDonough comes out after that. Our truth follows him. JD gets uh, quickly eliminated by Jey Uso. I'm assuming speared you're speared on the floor by Ron Breaker in his entrance. So. Yeah, yeah, he gets that attack on there. Did they say yet who has the shortest amount of time? That's the only thing I'm waiting for yet on my... Uh... It has to be, it has to be JD. Count J- you count JD only existing from the time he was thrown in and then being thrown out, then it's him. Everything that I'm checking so far like doesn't really have the times and stuff. It's mostly... and like If I go by the Wikipedia thing, they have up to Omas on there. So... I mean, I'm assuming that it's JD because I don't think anybody else got well, I mean, giving any quicker than he was only a few seconds but, at most, and everybody else at least lasted a minute. So yeah, it's so, got to be JD so, then. So he's listed currently JD McDonough on Wikipedia as being uh, three seconds. Oh, is he listed on that? Uh, now that I just refreshed it, yeah, yeah three seconds. So yeah, um, the Wikipedia things, by the way, for everybody who wants to know, like they could change, but they change kind of minimally. It's sort of. Uh, you know, it's not really like um, they change it in a way that ends up being, you know, hey, it was like 20 minutes instead of uh, 15. But um, that uh, whole R-Truth thing, another funny moment throughout this. I liked that quite a bit. I thought that was pretty funny. They did uh, going for the hot tag was like a great little way to twist that. And, you know, the fact that they went with it as well with like that he actually got tagged in and it's <laughs> kind of doing that. I like that. That was one of my favorite bits about this. Uh, any interesting thing right around that time? The Miz came out, Awesome Truth reunites. Damian Priest is out there. Damian Priest goes right after our truth. It's just like, you know, stop clowning around. CM Punk, of course, stop me if you, there's anything to talk about. Um, CM Punk um, is out. Punk comes in at the number Bret Hart came in in 94. I immediately pointed that out because I was waiting on it as soon as. I realized, oh, we're getting down the home stretch. He's going to do Brett 94. Yep. And Bailey being number three is like, okay, that's Flair setting that record. By the way, I did, I did call that on the on my run sheet. I did hit Bailey number three. See, now I had uh, CM Punk down at 27 for like leading up to all this. And when I rearranged everybody, I moved him up to 24 
because I was just like, yes, oh, uh, like, uh, you know, I got to feel like maybe this person goes afterward and all that. And I was like, damn, I should have just kept him on there because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, he's going to want to do the Bret Hart number and lucky number 27 and all. He takes out Dom. We got Ricochet, which at that point, I don't know if you guys were feeling I was like, oh, Ricochet, I forgot about Ricochet. Crap, we only have like two more spots left. And I guess so we're not going to get any big surprises. In my head and I knew we're going to get Drew because we haven't gotten him yet. I knew I felt like Sammy would be a person. And once we got Ricochet, I said, okay, maybe we're not doing the rock. Because we didn't talk about it here, but I was very worried when Roman won that, oh, they're gonna do the rock thing because you sent me the boozer tweet of, oh, that ending is gonna hit like crack. Mm-hmm. And I know what he was saying, I know what he was thinking would hit like crack, but I think uh I don't think it hit as strongly as people thought it was going to. Oh, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, uh, he should come out as confused as quick K quick one year. <laughs> Great. Um, does anyone care about the Judgment Day anymore? They've been dead to since Survivor Series to me. Uh, they're they're diminishing in some ways, but our truth revitalized them. I don't think that at all. I think that if they would just stop acting like there's dissension, they'd be a strong group. Well, well, I, I'd say. There's Judgment Day, and then there's Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley. And then there's diff- there's a difference between the two of those. There's a, a distinguishing difference in the star power between those ones when Rhea is involved and when Rhea is not involved. True. Well, number 29 was Drew McIntyre, and then number 30 was Sami Zayn. So they do the thing with, like, Liv Morgan gets her return after an injury, and Sami Zayn gets his return after being out for a few weeks and, you know, however long he was out. I don't remember. It was two months, maybe. Um, and then we just kind of go through the rest of the match. And honestly, at that point, I was like, it's a little bit boring. Yeah, it was a bit slow going for the fight, getting up to the final six. And then, well, to be honest, all of this kind of dragged quite a bit because it just took a mm-hmm. while to eliminate. Well, it took a while to then get to Damian Priest eliminated. And then Sammy was immediately thrown out afterwards. And then you just had a, a short span of time of Drew McIntyre and Gunter beating up on both of Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. And then uh, McIntyre claymores everyone and gets CM Punk up to get him eliminated. And then Punk just gets underneath him and throws him out immediately without much uh, much of a struggle. And then they decide to just basically replay the Rhodes and Gunter stuff from the previous year's Royal Rumble and have uh, Rhodes eliminate him again. So that must this must now all be feeding hopefully into a big story about the fact that like Cody's essentially got Gunter's number. I'm not saying that Cody is the guy that beats him for the Intercontinental title, but that needs to be the big feud for Cody. Hopefully, upon winning the world title, is Gunter's the the main destination of that. I could see that being the mashup, uh, bash at Berlin, or I could see them telling like a wait for next year. And we could see like Cody dropping the belt to Gunther or something. Yeah. A little bit of a and, switch up. And then they did what they've did as well last year and what they've leaned a bit more towards to in recent years, which is like essentially ending the Royal Rumble with a mini match. Yeah. Between a uh, punk Cody and, uh, just in honesty, I thought this was really boring. Those two against each other. I thought. I, I thought. I thought it was slow. I thought they were just hitting a big move, falling down. One of them stands up, points towards the sign, or does a taunt, or cheers towards the crowd, and then the other guy hits big move, does the same exact thing. Really, like, I'll say bad, but really just not interesting. I see where you're going there, and I kind of agree in some ways because I 
when we got down to the final four, I was like, okay, what's the elimination style? Is it going to be like Cody takes out Gunther, Drew McIntyre gets out, but goes here or whatever. Then I'm like, all right, Sam Punk's going to win. I was just assuming Punk's going to win. It's going to be whatever. I'm waiting for it to happen. At that point, I was already thinking to myself, though, I'm glad that The Rock didn't come out <laughs> and that we didn't get him surprise number 30 and then he wins and it's whatever. So I was just resigned to Punk is going to at some point eliminate Cody. And when they're doing this match back and forth, I was kind of waiting for the finish to just happen. And when it did, I was just like, okay, shit. They went with Cody Rhodes. And I told you. I, I didn't think they had it in them. I thought, you know, they were just sticking on the CM Punk thing that they wanted to switch it up from being like, quote unquote, too obvious to do that, that they were setting up this like it hasn't been done in all these years for somebody to go back to back just to get people to think that maybe they were going to do it. And I psyched myself out again because, you know, I, I thought that that was going to be a double negative and whatever. And now I'm like, oh, good. OK, Cody's going to. I, when it comes down to it, as much as I pitched my like, yes, I'd rather Randy Orton be champion and let's do all this other stuff. I knew, no, Punk isn't going to let himself beat Cody because that would show that he is, you know, really become everything he hates, and he's really an asshole who's completely, you know, usurped this moment from Cody. And then they played up to that. With the probably the funniest moment of the whole match and maybe the whole night, Triple H, uh, Triple H, Punk gets a pedigree, mm. legit looks at Michael Cole and goes, can't believe I just did that shit, <laughs> and gets up and says, I didn't wait to, turns heel for five seconds, suddenly just says, I didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. And at that moment, I'm just like, oh. Cody's going to throw you out so hard. Mm-hmm. And two seconds later, Punk's on the ground and Cody's doing a Royal Rumble. And I thought it was well done. I thought the ending two minutes, like the ending, just that little segment there, I thought was well done. I didn't think it was CM Punk's best performance since 2021. I didn't think it was CM Punk's best Rumble performance. But he's back in WWE Maybe we will um, see more from him that's uh, of a different caliber soon. Uh, Cody, by the way, still did the two sweet, still did the Kenny Omega guns. And I, like I said, they paid off Brawl Out. This was your payoff. The EVPs have won the day. They have vanquished the evil soon. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about Mania at this point, Callum? Are you uh, pro, like, more hyped for it? Less? Still on the same page? I'd say less. Really? Because, like, this is just, it's just the match that we should have, we had last year when the, res- the result that we're going to get this year should have happened. Yeah. So I, just, so I just feel like, honestly, the more interesting result would have been the Rock winning or Punk winning. Like that's what I would have preferred to see because it was different. Uh, whereas this one is just a case of, okay, you're just gonna feed me the same stuff that you did last year. I know what the match is gonna be like because it's the same as last year. The only difference is gonna be is Cody's gonna win, which is good and it's cathartic. But it's just a case of, but yeah, that should have happened last year. You've just wasted a, a year of my life 
on I was not that I was watching regularly, but like mm-hmm. you know, that's like wasted a year of a lot of fans' life just waiting for this moment to happen. So um just to milk so, yeah. it for two WrestleManias instead of one and just to get him past a thousand days. So so yeah so basically it's a case of I think not while I'm saying it's def- I think it's the right result and I think that Cody should be facing Roman at WrestleMania it's not something that I'm particularly excited about because we should have been past that point of the story now we should be doing yes. something else Cody should maybe be the world champion fighting off against Gunter or Sami Zayn or whoever else would be challenging him for the title at WrestleMania instead. We should be thinking about, oh, who's going to win the Rumble and challenge Cody for the title rather than, oh, Cody needs to do it to fight Roman again. Did he- this is, uh, here, I'll give you I'll give you some trademark Rob optimism and some trademark uh, WWE fan copium. I think the one thing, the only thing they're missing by not having Punk go over is more teases that Punk... Is going to challenge Roman, which is something I think, all due respect to Seth Rollins, everybody should have been like, if I win, I'm going after that guy because that's the legacy that I need to eclipse. Um, I would also say that they've never, they've actually never done this story before. The closest thing you have to it is Michaels did win the Rumble in 95, lose, and then go back for it in 96. But they've never told the story of, I did it, I won the Royal Rumble, I'm going to live my dream, and then I failed miserably. So now I have to go and do it again next year. They haven't told that story yet. They will this year. One more uh, flaw I have with this is, yeah, everybody knew who Cody was pointing at, but Cody should grab the mic and said, Roman Reigns, I'm fighting you at WrestleMania. You would later at the press conference, but you should have told the audience, I'm going to WrestleMania to fight Roman Reigns. Finish the story. They did say the something along the lines of like, oh, I wonder who he's going to pick or something, mm. which was like, hey, yeah. Roman, what inning are we in? Oh, yeah, they did say the what inning thing. Um, so we have a chat uh, question from, it was a Ted saying, uh, who was Callum rooting for to win it? Drew, I remember he was super pissed of for the battle at the palace with <laughs> Clash to Castle. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, who would you have wanted to see win the Royal Rumble this year? Well, all things considered. Like, obviously, without, like, backtracking and having Cody win and then do that kind of a thing. Like, did you have somebody in mind that you were thinking, like, this would have been, like, the best case scenario? Uh, punk, probably just go with punk and then have uh yeah because i think the i think you could tell a more interesting story of i know obviously again it's it, this is a good move to help alleviate fans down still worried about the whole rock and roman thing but um but it's actually there's more jeopardy in trying like, building anticipation to the point of like oh god is cody actually going to get this match with roman now we know two, three months in advance that he is getting that match. And so that jeopardy is all eliminated. And there's no real jeopardy in the idea of like, oh, is Punk going to get the title shot in Rollins? Because because there hasn't been that inbuilt story put in place. There hasn't been, or at least not that much uh, legwork put into that story. So you can just like, oh yeah, Punk just wins an elimination chamber and then he gets it. Blah, blah. It's just okay. Whereas with Cody, it's a bit more case of, oh my God, what, what's he going to do? What, what does he need to do to get this match now? 
Yeah, he needs to finish that story. So, so yeah, Punk. If 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 the goal is Punk versus Rollins at WrestleMania still for the world title, if that's still what the aim is, then I would have preferred that whoever whoever won the Rumble would be the guy challenging Rollins in Rollins for his title rather than the guy challenging Reigns. Uh, we got uh, Robert Tony. You go into Mania. Uh, we don't have plans to go to Mania. Um, listen, buddy. The Royal Rumble was forty-five minutes from my house. <laughs> I'm sitting here, so no, I don't think I'm going to Philly. Does it count if I, I'm wearing a Flipadelphia? You're wearing a Flipadelphia. Uh, yeah, with so. the uh, when we in Philadelphia. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't get tickets, and um, yeah, I went back and forth with being happy and sad about that. Uh, Another question in here, what's better, beating Thanos in Infinity War or financially vanquishing him in Endgame? You don't want to get me on that uh, train uh, talking about Marvel at 2 in the morning. At 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last thing for us to say then, of course, we will talk about the ramifications of all this Royal Rumble stuff going forward and you know all the ins and outs we're going to break down more. So the last thing to break down, though, is this predictions contest. And I've got some interesting results going on here. The lowest score that I can see that anybody had gotten, I believe, is a 26-point score. No, there's there's two or three people with a 23, and I don't think anybody got anything like 10s or anything. Uh, I'm not going to call out who got what or whatever. But um, I will say, uh, in like the top uh, range of what we got going on here, I unfortunately came out number seven out of all the people that have responded to this. Uh, we, I had 71 points. Uh, the people who got 76 points were, let me uh, put them in bold here so I can see who is actually who on there. Read them out a little bit forward. But um, oh, there was actually another person that uh, got number 71 points. They were um, Maxim. And then we got Kaz Head and Max Wiles had gotten the uh, number six spot in here. They, uh, they scored just a little bit above. I think there was 74 points instead of my 71. Uh, the number five uh, group people, we got um, one, two people for that. No, just one person for that. Fifth highest score, Kat Benson. Breaking the top five there. The people with uh, number four highest scores, actually the first person who had filled this out. So that was Trent Williams. Congrats to Trent Four for making the final four out of that. Six, uh, number six spot. We got two people that had gotten the 70. That was the 74. Um, (laughs) Or no, maybe I have this number right. Uh, I have this number wrong um, for that because I already did number six. Uh, (laughs) What am I doing here? So the number three spots and all that stuff. Point being, I don't know. I'm going crazy here. The number two spots, there were two people had gotten the second highest amount of that, which was uh, Jalen and Addie Murphy had gotten there. So that means that either Callum or Rob won this. For real. It's definitely not me. So Callum had scored... So we'll check about here. Callum had gotten 60 points. Yeah. And that means the number one person in this entire thing 
not even just out of the three of us. <sighs> Robert E. Felice with 117 points. Oh, the fuck you did, it. dude. But you <laughs> you kicked everybody's ass because number two were only people in 88. Uh, I, got, I got Bailey uh, right. I got Bianca right. I got um, Jade Cargill right. I got Mr. Scoop, like the guy that the inside source is right here. Like the guy, friend to Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scoops. Um, I, I really, that's cool because Tony can attest to this. I didn't even think I was going to fill this out on time. No, you didn't. You, you came at the, uh, you were the fourth to last person that did this. It oh, was well, you, been the last. somebody named Khan, then Kaylin, who put Kane down for almost everything for the one to 30 because Kane's got a shot. Oh, he had a shot. And then it was me because I sent mine in uh, right as I was closing the um, the poll. But wow. um, yeah, uh, 117 points. Unless these numbers are wrong, which I don't think that they are because I did like the auto thing on here. But you racked up a couple like dead on points that gave you some major boosts. Yep. And, you know, you got like a 12 points for getting three out of the four final four and, you know, even though like somebody like uh you know like i was one of the ones with like all final four and stuff those extra four points don't matter if you get like another couple threes and stuff so rob wins the not only the predictions contest but also the fantasy league side of it so we'll do that on another episode it's already super long as it is (laughs) my god i won something in the fantasy league yes (laughs) and you had just sent something to callum about like there's no way i'm winning this whatsoever right and it's like oh you said what like unless it's a miracle and you pulled off yeah yeah these are mine a miracle at this point so this could be the first start of it it does that it does now at least officially mean that you can trade someone off your team now so that's let's go (laughs) (laughs) which you haven't been able to do all season it took until the start of the new year (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh ted saying i wish uh i was thinking that tony rob's and tony's jobs would pay for the flights and hotel for me and he's like, i wish man that'd be great that was the case so yeah so we will see the ramifications of the fantasy league thing of course going forward we're gonna talk about that either off the air or we're gonna do that like on the hot tags or something i'm not entirely sure what we're gonna do but um that is royal rumble uh that is you know the long and short of the breakdown of that let us know what you guys think about the Royal Rumble. Let us know what you think about the video thing that we're doing yeah, here. You know, did you like it more? Hours. You know, did you, uh, was that more distracting? Or are you like, oh my God, I don't want to see these ugly faces. Please turn that off. <laughs> maybe that was the case. <laughs> or maybe you're like, please turn it on. You know, whatever. Uh, maybe that's the case. And we could just be like, you know, ah. kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, any last thoughts you guys have going forward? Um, solid rumble. Dark cloud over the whole weekend. But Cody is finishing the story. So let's get the fuck to Philadelphia. Yeah, it was a, a pretty okay show. Also, you have four matches. End it now sooner. Fuck you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, though. <laughs> Start the pay-per-view at seven. Don't do the hour-long kickoff or do the hour-long kickoff from six onward yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well... That is our uh, coverage for this, of course. So if you liked it, hit the like button. If you are checking this out on the audio only feeds and stuff, and you didn't get to see the videos, then hop on over to YouTube and do that. Tell us if there was anything that went wrong along the way, anything that you want us to improve on going forward. If you really want us to continue doing this, we will try to do one for next pay-per-view is uh, Elimination Chamber, I think. No, Vengeance Day is next week. Oh my God, next week. Yeah, that'll Shit. be just me and Tony. That's Callum will 
yeah, probably not be watching uh, NXT on that one. So um, maybe we'll have this going again for Vengeance Day. Maybe we run into some problems. I don't know. We'll see. You'll see all that stuff. Tony and I on camera just by ourselves probably be a bit of a mess. <laughs> Off camera, it's still a mess. So um, yeah, make sure you hit the like button if you did enjoy this and all. Double check that you're subscribed and make sure that you're following us on the things you can see on screen. I'm at Tony Mango. You can go to a, a mangotree.com or the other link that's up there, anthonymango.com. Follow Robin Callum. Yep, you can follow me everywhere at Dude Felice. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, DudeFelice.com. Forever coming soon, boys and girls. But for now, I give you Raquel Wiggins, who's probably about ready for breakfast. Yeah, but before that, you can follow me on Twitter at Rigmeister14. Check out the power rankings recently posted. Obviously, really out of date now because of the Rumble results. But <laughs> if you want to go see what it was like in the, in the world before the Rumbles happened, you can check out those power rankings and then tune in for next week's one where the Rumble results will be taken into account. And then you can also... Find the current points of the Fantasy League. I haven't currently updated the points with the Rumble stuff, but I probably will do that as soon as we head off here just to add the points where necessary. And, yeah, just follow it along there. It's uh, com or head to directly to www.fantasyleague.com to find it there. All right, everybody. When uh, we come back around, next time around, we're going to have our predictions for NXT Vengeance Day, another episode of the Hot Tags, so then the pay-per-view point for them, so... Double check back to us, whatever. Uh, in the future, we'll let you know what Callum had for breakfast, which they're asking in the chat and suggesting an English muffin. I he's going the, to bed. He's, he's going to bed first. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, we'll see you next time, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Cow moment, and we're being counted out.